You probably should have shook it while it had the. I should have done that. Shaken, not stirred. What's that from, babe? Uh, don't know. Oh, oh you're no. in the country. James of, Bond. Yes. I'm not a quote girl. Bond. I'm not a movie quote girl. Are you a movie You could gal? be, babe. You I'm could not. be. You choose not to be. <laughs> I don't I love care you, for it. Hey, what's the latest James Bond? Of mm-hmm. you? I didn't love it. I don't know. No, I liked it. Maybe? I didn't love it. You, you'll know if so. you've seen the latest James Bond because it's tragic. Would you say Daniel Craig is your favorite James Bond? Him or Piers Morgan. Morgan. Not Piers Morgan. Pierce Brosnan. Piers Morgan. Jesus Honestly, Christ. Honestly, I like Piers Morgan. <laughs> I like, Piers Morgan's Either. a great Quick, guy. Piers Morgan James, James, James Bond is not it. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, what if he was low-key James Bond? <laughs> we didn't even concerned. know it. Piers, it's just a front that he's like, you guys' is no, big news anchor. I have a very soft spot for Daniel Craig. Do I you? think he is I do like him. phenomenal. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And the thing is, is I, I don't like Piers Brosnan. He was too cheesy for me. I, I like Piers Brosnan, but just, I went back and I watched those James Bonds, and I was like, Gosh, they're just oh, yeah. the one-liners in them are so bad. Whereas I feel like I Daniel Craig is gritty those. and real. Who was before that, Sean? No, there was Roger, Roger, um, Roger Moore. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. Who was good too? I mean, I feel like Sean Connery was. He was so old school, but oh, yeah. I, I love Sean Connery. I mean, talk about politically incorrect. Sean Connery said some shit that you're just like. <laughs> Goodness this gracious, you can never time. get away with it. Yeah. I only remember Daniel Craig. Well, talking about politi- politically correct, there's talking about it being, there's been talk about being a female. Yeah. Well, what? they brought in, um, they, they did bring in a, w, a 007, didn't they? In the last film. Yeah, but and I, she I, was I, great, I still, but she wasn't actually James yeah, Bond. Yeah, I, if, if that happens, sorry guys. Would it make I, sense? I don't feel the need to... If you want to do a, a female James Bond type character, just make a new series. Yeah, yeah. make a new. I have no yeah. problem with that. Make her a badass chick. They're doing that for Spider Man. Spider Woman. Why? And I think I think this is where Hollywood's going again. People are getting sick of it. Why mm-hmm. try to recreate with? Like, do, do a new movie. Do a mo- new movie that's better. A Spider Man type movie with a girl in it, but do, don't call her like Spider Girl or I don't know. What? Yeah. <laughs> I it, agree. What are you getting them already? Hungry? No, I thought we were starting the game. No. Already? You, you what the frick soon. is a game? What game is this? It's actually not a game. It's not a game. It's a... It is a game. It's a... <laughs> I don't want to give it away. If I tell you what is in the bag, I will give away the project. Okay, don't do it then. In the Keep it to yourself. Okay, we won't, we won't start it yet okay. then. That's fine. Okay. How, how did you guys meet? At a Gymshark event. Were you guys there? 
The no. Sydney Gymshark event? Wasn't invited. We're going to bring it up. Why did you have to bring up that I wasn't invited to Australia? God. No, I wasn't there, but please tell everybody. We just met as athletes. Like, we obviously were just on the roster together. I think we said hi maybe once in the in the no, reception. Yeah, I remember and then we meeting Morgan in the reception. Um, I was there with a with a girl that I was dating actually at the time. It was, it was in a very serious relationship, but she wanted to come to Australia. And Morgan had a partner too, actually. Yeah, was who didn't want to so. come with me. So we yeah. both had partners when we met. <laughs> yeah. Really? I mean, I think that's when you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, well, I, I knew even be before Sydney what? that like I wasn't going to... Like the, the the relationship I was in was kind of over, but we'd already planned Australia. Steve's, Steve's a people pleaser. He's a hardcore people pleaser. Was was. I'm a recovering people pleaser. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the opposite. <laughs> no, but we there. met there. We didn't really like. To be fair, we didn't really even. We didn't even talk. That's not like, true. You, you know what? I hung out with you when we were surfing. That's true. I was trying to help him. So he could not do anything to save his life. That would have been frowned upon. He was paddling (laughs) with the (laughs) widest arms like this. The board was like this, and he was like, "Put on the he hold vibes." Legit. He's trying to impress you, but he's like, he was doing a lot spread as he was paddling out. It was actually hilarious. My nipples were so sore after that. (laughs) Should have worn a rash guard. The things you do for hot Australians in Mm. tiny bikinis. And then you did get together. <clears throat> so then I went to LA for a Gymshark photo shoot. Um, and I was meant to be collabing with another Gymshark athlete and that fell through in LA. Um, and they basically said to me, like, who would you want to collab with? And I said, and they gave me like four options and I chose Steve. Because <clears throat> you I was like, fancied Steve. Not because I fancied him, because I just think he was a weapon. Is that the same thing? Hold on, let's be real. He was. Why are you elbowing me? Because I need you to stop talking. Let's be real. Shut up, babe. (laughs) Let's be real. He was the biggest and friendliest athlete. Yeah, like out of everyone, you were you were friendly with everyone. I didn't, and especially just your big friendly neighborhood gym (laughs) jerk athlete. (laughs) No, because the other thing fell through, and it fell through because that person just didn't want to collab with me. Right. We don't need to talk about who. Yeah, <laughs> we're obviously not. Um, the next thing I was like, well, I don't want to burden anyone. I don't want to be coming and being like yeah. this little new Gymshark Australian athlete trying to, you know, catch up and hang out with everyone, especially if they didn't know or like me. And I knew that Steve and I got along at the Gymshark event and I was like, yeah, I'd love to spend some time with Steve. And Steve had Alec at that time, Australian. who I also really liked. Yeah, yeah he's an Australian. That. We love him. But before, like, it wasn't like they just were like, okay, you can clap with Steve. They called me up. Yeah, like, they, hey, yeah. They got it mind? all checked out. It would wasn't like mind? I was like, Steve. <laughs> yeah, would you mind collaborating? Like, would you want to collaborate with Morgan? And I think there's always been kind of like a... I love collaborating with just about anyone. Like even if, cause there's some people that are like, Oh, how many followers does that person have? Like, Oh, they're just chasing clout. Like I'm not going to, mm. I think that was kind of the other Gymshark athlete <clears throat> because you didn't have a ton of followers yeah, at the like time. 80,000. Oh, I bet they regret it now. Yeah. Well, I just think it's one of those things that like, if you get along with someone, it's always going to be a fun, entertaining video. And I yeah. Morgan was a lot of fun. So yeah, I was like, okay, great. Yeah. Come on out to Utah. She shows up my door. We didn't even go get her at the airport. She just, Boom. Again, I didn't want to be a burden. I was like, no, yeah. I'm getting my I'm getting my Uber. And then 
even like my Gymshark athletes, like we've booked you a hotel. And Steve was like, no, no, I've got five spare rooms. Come and stay in one <laughs> of them. Had a big house in Utah, yeah. We, <laughs> so she could stay there. And I was there. like, oh, okay. So Sophie's like, are you okay staying with him? And I'm like, I mean, if he's got a spare room and it's like, yeah. I'm like, why not? And then she just so I got the yes. Uber. No, I did not. <laughs> I got the Uber and I went there and I was like, hey, I'm here. We had a great time. Yeah, we had, we had so much fun. Alec and We just Morgan trained at fitness I, yeah. culture and we did some hikes and some like. Swam in the pool. Like, yeah, just had a, video stuff. So did you just feel like the energy was there yeah. between you both straight away anyway? I, I, yeah, for sure. Morgan, I tell this story. I've told this story before. Like. Morgan loves to push I'm a buttons. Shit stirrer. Yeah, shit. but then she hates it when I sh- stir her shit. <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> um, yeah, so like she stepped on like I had fresh pair of J's, and it's like let's give she te- steps on them. Like, he purpose. was a cranky in my mind. He was just like this cranky man. You just said I was fun out girl. When I got to Utah, no, I was like, yeah, this is gonna be so fun. I got there. And literally within like the first 20 minutes, he was on the phone to the pool guy being like, it's summer. I need to get my pool fixed. Like blah, blah, blah. And he was stressed (laughs) out because his sister runs like, um, she used to run like swimming classes, like privates out of Steve's pool. So he was like, no, no, no. I need it fixed now. And in my head, I'm like, is it really that big of a deal? Like I I was just the most like mellow person ever. And he was, and I used to say that this was him. Like he has his arms out and his cranky face. And he's just like, what? So, and and he was so anal about so many things. And me just being me, I was like, I'm going to stand on his Jordans. But but as Morgan's gone on and become her own business, her own brand. Yeah, I am now. Now I don't (laughs) her sometimes because I I feel like we we go back and forth. And like, I, I think that sometimes she's a little bit more anal about this. Things, especially oh, in the last sure. couple of years, I could give two shits. Like the last two years, I was like social media, YouTube. I just I like stopped doing altogether. But yeah, I was trying to uphold his brand. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing my so I'm like, come on, babe, you got to post once every few months. Yeah, I think no, you start enjoying yeah. conversation as well more though, don't you? I think that's part of the collaborative process is that you can open up to meeting new people and having conversations in a depth yeah. that you wouldn't usually do. Yeah. For sure, I think, sure. And, and especially when I was doing all the <laughs> fitness expos and things like that, it was so fun just to, I, I'm genuinely curious when people come from different walks of life, like I was, I think when I met you, it was like my 12th time to Australia and I just mm-hmm. loved the culture over there, coming to England so many times, just what makes people tick, what are people into over here, even in China, I think it's it's cool that when you're able to, you know, meet somebody from a totally, a place that you've never been before, but find common ground with them. I think that that's probably my favorite thing, which is why COVID sucked so much because mm. we didn't have that interaction with mm. people. Just struggled with that. I think with you guys, and it's something that you've spoke about, Liz, mm. no, you spoke about it more, Muggs, is long distance relationship. I wasn't once upon a time when I was 16, I was in a long distance relationship, but it was like four hours you had another in the same country I did. <laughs> I did when there I was yes. no one before you. I know you, you always think like you are the one before you. <laughs> and we were like four hours away, which a lot of people see as like long distance. Yeah. Aussie, American, yeah. long distance. Let's discuss. And couldn't even travel. Like even if we wanted to see each other. We, oh yeah, because it was pre-COVID, there. wasn't it? And then COVID, and, and then, then COVID, yeah. yeah. So pre-COVID, we I think we did fine. Like after we went on that, like after I came over to meet him, we ended up going back home 
and ended up like things just ended up stopping between our partners. And then we came back. I came back in end Yeah, of what June, you're trying to say is nothing happened July. when you were over at the house. Yeah, you were so over for like five days and we just had fun. Yeah. Like, and then so I came videos. back there a couple months later as someone who was single and mm-hmm. we basically hung out. You say single, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> I kind of was like, maybe we weren't officially together, but... I, I was kind of like, I, I like this girl. I, I straight up, me. I straight up thought we were a summer fling. You did. I was coming into it, going, "This is gonna be fun." Yeah. But like we had me a blast. <laughs> Can't no, quote because a movie, I, in but my you can head, I was song. like, "There's no way in hell this is working." You thought that? <clears throat> Just where my head was at, and I was 22 years old. I was young. Yeah, you were. I was a youngin, and then also our age gap. Like in my head, there's no way in this world. At that it's point true. in time, I was wise, and you were still just. <laughs> Steve was a high status male, but I was. I mean, the thing is, is my dad always, you know, because I, I, I went through a divorce when I was like twenty two, twenty three, living in Utah. People get married young, and then I didn't really date. You know, like I dated people, but I didn't get. You know, I never got engaged or married again. And my dad was, you know, at thirty four, thirty five. He's like, Steve, you got to get out and meet people. Where are you going to find people? They're not just going to show up at your door. Little did he know. <laughs> The one that did end up sticking around forever showed up at the door. And wow. I think that it was just one of those things that, you know, again, right place, right time. I think I was in a, in a place in my life that I was, you know, ready to settle down. I don't I can't speak for Morgan, but I think we just immediately bonded. And I remember telling Alec. Like when Morgan left, like, man, I really, I really like her. I really get along with her, even though she's a shit stir. Like I had to clean my Jordans way too many times <laughs> after she was there because she'd step on them. We just had so much in common with um, lifestyle stuff, just laughing, you know, having a good time. And it was almost like, okay, hey, long distance stuff at that point doesn't matter. Was it hard as hell? Yes, of course. The most difficult thing I've ever been through. <laughs> and, and let me be clear. Like the, the hard part is not knowing when you're going to see that person. Mm. So I could always do long distance. If it's like, I know in three months I'm going to Australia or she's coming here, but to wake up every single day and be like, Hey, has her visa gone through yet? Hey, what's the latest like- COVID restrictions happening? Um, Australia wasn't letting her out of the country. And so it was like every day it's like, when am I going to see this person? Well, mm. I don't, I don't know. Like I've always been a big person. Like I feel like if I can envision something, I can make it happen in my life. Mm. If I can see it, if I can visualize it, I can make it happen. And that just wasn't the case. Like it was totally out of my control. And that was really tough. I think, you know, we were talking, I was talking to this the other day. I think men, especially, um, we're either destroyers or we're builders, like we, I really feel like, you know, that, that, that actually resonated with me. Like men, we either are, I think that's why, like when you talk about war, when you talk about, you know, government societies, like I feel like we inherently women are, are, I think are the glue that kind of holds things together, but men, we'd love to build or destroy. And I think I wanted to build, you know, my life with Morgan and every single day when I was, you know, trying to figure out how that was going to happen, there was just roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. And that was the first time in my life that I was like really situationally depressed hmm. because I just I had no purpose. So that was tough. You had that scenario as well, didn't you? I don't know how much you can speak about this when you were coming into the country where you had a, a major setback as well, didn't mm. you? Detained. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, this is, it's, it happens so often and I didn't know how common it was until I posted <clears throat> about it and people were like, oh yeah, this happened to my cousin, my brother, my like whatever. But basically because 
I had an ESTAR, which is just your like visa waiver travel program. Um, program. I just said that like I was British. Program. Jeez. Um, when I came over at the start of COVID, I came over for two months initially. It was from Feb till April. And that's when COVID hit, literally like a couple of weeks into Feb. And we did a Gymshark event. Remember you were super sick? And I was talking yeah, to the Gymshark. Yeah, we were doing, we yeah. did, no, we did a Gymshark 66 event and then we did your line shoot. Okay. But um, Steve got really sick and it was like something that we'd never seen before and he got really like bad cough, like really. Like I felt like a fireball yeah. in my chest. That was still to this day. Yeah. The weirdest. Steve was straight up the first person with COVID <laughs> in America. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I had been in New York for a Prior Biggest to, Loser yeah. media tour. <clears throat> so I was like, there could have been something mm. in New York that I caught there sure. too. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. But yeah. It yeah. Was, so he got that and then COVID, COVID hit. So I was in America. I had booked my flight home for two months later. It got canceled. I booked another four flights. They all got canceled. Like all, obviously it was like the whole world was in like mm-hmm. freaking out at that point. So I couldn't get home. I had to get a visa extension with the USCIS, which is like the United States something, something, something. It's like um, their border security control thing. And they never do extensions for Estes. It's just one of those visas where it's like you can only stay for 90 days and then you go. But because I couldn't physically get home, there were no flights available for me to book. Um, they extended it for me another 30 days. And by the time I left, I'd stay overstayed that by like my flight that I had booked was the first Australian government flight out of the US. So at that point they had no domestic flights at all or international, you know, whatever, Mm. but they had government controlled flights. So basically the government had paid for the Australian services to get to the US, get all of the Australian um, citizens out and back home because it was like impossible. So I got that and then I came back. I tried to come back into America later that year. I think it was end of November 2020, which was the same year, and they saw that I'd overstayed my visa. Um, So they questioned me on that. I obviously stated that I had an extension. The lady just wasn't having it. She was very just – she was just so far removed from like reality. It was – insane. She was asking ridiculous questions. She never let me like show her the proof of things that I had. And then she just ended up. So there's like matrix <laughs> style where it's like you, an agent and then like a. It's a, no, a so it's, it's agent glass barrier. Ah. You sitting down in a small cubicle style interview space. And you got all the way to the US. Yes. Yeah, so I flew from Brisbane Australia. to LA and in LA I got questioned for about four hours and then I had to go to third. So that's secondary questioning, which is like behind this big glass. You wouldn't even know it's a thing if you're walking through customs. It's this big glass mirror, brick, like layer area that you walk past and you wouldn't even think about it, but there's like full interrogations going on inside it. So we were, well, I was in there and I did my four hour like interview at the start. She hated me. So they took all my bags. Like she was just like, yeah, there's no way you're getting in today. I was like, oh, okay. Like radio. Um, and then they took all my bags. They searched through all my stuff in front of me. They're like, why do you have this nice dress? And I said, well, in case I want to go out to a nice dinner. And she's like, why would you need that in a two month time span? Or like just random things, just going through all my clothes, pulling shit out, throwing things around, like just ridiculous. Then I had my third interview with a man who was a lot nicer. Um, He was basically saying, we know you're lying. 
um, about coming in. We know you're trying to be here and you're trying to escape, you know, like the whole process of moving to the US, blah, blah, blah. Um, You might as well just come forward and tell me the truth. And I was like, I'm not like, check my, check my emails, check everything. They went back, checked my emails. I went to a fourth interview. Fourth interview guy said, okay, so we've actually seen what you had an immigration lawyer that told you you can come in and leave and blah, blah, blah. And that in the future, if you were to move to the US, you can do that a different way. And then um, like, you can go through the process for that whether that be in the US or whether that be in Australia, you have an option for that. And so they were like, that's not the truth. If you want to go through the US system, you have to do it outside of the US, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, that's fine. Just at this time I was like, this is like 10 hours in. I'm like, just send me home. And at this time they still hadn't notified Steve that I wasn't, that I wasn't at the area. So he was waiting for my second flight to come in, which should have already landed by then, should have landed like six hours ago in <clears throat> in Vegas. She was outside just sweating. I remember seeing your Instagram yeah, stories. I was just I was I was wondering where she was at. And I was, you know, calling the police, <laughs> calling the, the airport, calling the airlines, and they're just like, Well, she she went in there and she hasn't left. Like when you're when you're at, you know, the border control, they have no you're like there's no one that oversees them. They can mm-hmm. do whatever they want. Basically, because they're they're dealing with homeland security, which you know they deal with it's terrorists. A, it's, yeah, it's a completely there's different zero, like jurisdiction <clears throat> from anything. Yeah, they there's have zero there. checks and balances with them. They do what they want. Yeah. So then, in basically, I had a fifth interview, and I said, "I'm not like I literally just said I'm not saying anything. I'm not doing this interview until you allow me to call someone and just tell them that a I'm here or b I'm just not coming to America and I'm going to go home." And he's like, well, we don't know that yet. You know, we still might let you through. And I'm like, well, it's obviously obvious that you're not. Like, I've been here for 10 hours, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so he was like, yeah, we'll let you call someone, blah, blah, blah. You had to know you had to know their number off by heart because they didn't give you anything, which is fine because I've memorized screwed. Steve's number. You didn't know anyone's numbers, do you? <laughs> I, I know would actually be screwed. Yeah, I, me too. I just have like this thing. I'm like, just my partner, my parents, my friends. Sister. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, did like the the fifth interview or something and I had to swear on the Bible and do all the stuff that they make you do in America. Like it was all recorded and I had to sign something to say that this is the truth and only nothing but the truth and whatnot. <laughs> um, and then I got to call him and I was like, hey, I'm in the secondary, third, fourth, I'm fifth detained. interview. Yeah, I'm detained. They're sending me back. They're not going to let me through, blah, blah, blah. And... When I called, this is actually really emotional. Um. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It was, it was so hard. I can't even imagine how much no, it's tough to go through like, that ex- experience and be scared and in a place that you don't even know. Yeah, and yeah. they take everything off you. Like... <laughs> They take everything off you, so you kind of like you can't even have an Apple Watch. You can't have anything on you. They like strip, strip search me and everything, which I didn't care about at the time. I was like, whatever, you fucking weirdos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I called Steve, and he just 
burst into tears. That yeah. felt so bad. Yeah, it was. I called her mom, was crying and things like that. So I definitely think that was that was probably the most traumatic experience. And I, I think, you know, we shared a, a lot of that, but it was one of those things that um, I don't think people realize, you know, what goes through when you're trying to come. And I, I had so many people like, well, just bring her in through Mexico. And like, I know they were saying it jokingly or like, you know, but I was just like, <coughs> I got so tired of people saying that, like, no, we're not going to bring her in. Like mm-hmm. people, people just didn't understand like how, mm-hmm. how tough it was um, to bring someone into the country legally. And that's why I think I got so, I had so much built up animosity towards COVID towards governments mm-hmm. towards people that in my head just didn't make any sense. And I actually think, you know, and Jim Shark kind of, um, you know, even spoke to me about it. I got pretty short with people like on Twitter and things like that. Like because people in 180 characters, they can just be so blunt and like mm-hmm. show no emotion. And it was just like, it, it got me triggered in a lot of ways because I'm like, until you go through it, you don't know how, how hard it is. Like you take for granted, um, you know, being able to see your loved ones and things like that. And here we are just, you know, a girl from Australia, like, to be honest, sorry, America, like you're not that great that every single person in the world wants to get in there. Like mm. Morgan doesn't want to come to America, you know, the wrong way. So he's like, we don't, we're not trying to get her there to keep her there. Like mm. she's planning on leaving again. And, and so I do think, you know, that, that part of the U S system is, is kind of, you know, in my opinion, broke, especially with, with everything that's going on with, you know, immigration and things like that. It's just, a, it's a weird time right now, I think in, in the U S and COVID just in general, like looking back, I think we'll continuously just like, really, what, what, what was the point of a lot of what we did? Like from not going outside, just the fear mongering that happened. Just unbelievable. Like the yeah. norm that we had through COVID. It's like, this I think, is and, and we're seeing yeah, even like not, people. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, People now entering the job force, these young kids, you know, 18, 19, 20, that are now like they have their personal skills, like aren't where they should be. Companies are having to train them, not necessarily their job, but how to communicate with people mm-hmm. because- We had this issue when we went to university. Yeah. We? We've, we've done a course yeah. of talks in universities and they said, <clears throat> when we went in there, we have to warn you that this has been one of the least sociable groups that we've ever had. Yeah. To the point where when we- teach the lectures we have to leave radios on the background and stuff because yeah. if there's no noise they all won't talk to each other because they've spent so long in isolation or right. so long spent learning years, long distance it? yeah yeah so it's it's affected like from the ground up in terms yeah. of education a lot of people moving I mean, forward that's not even to mention the developmental ages you know the three four five six year olds where who are forced to wear masks like so much goes on when you mm-hmm. can read facial expressions um, with with children and and I, so I think again like this was all part of a, a bigger picture that again I just thought the world was on crazy pills I'm like here we are in this situation like what is really going on why are, why are we doing this and I think that there's a lot of other people that felt that way um, was COVID real of course it was real but was it used I think and almost weaponized to grab more power I would argue yes. Like I would argue like was COVID, did did we, you know, looking back, did we really need to do the things we needed to do? And I think anytime, you know, I I saw a quote that obviously you see these all the time, like, you know, the government, you know, they, an emergency situation meant that they could use power that they didn't have any checks and balances. Mm -hmm. Well, the government will create more situations where they can take more power if that's the case. And I think again, like having 
being part of a situation like that where you have zero control, it's it's helpless. And, and unless you have, but the good thing I think is going from that, we we had a lot of, you know, we would read together via like FaceTime. We would, you know, build a relationship that again was based on true intimacy. When you go through something that hard mm. it builds it builds a relationship in ways that like you know you don't truly understand until till afterwards so i think that you know again like even even today you know i i think about all the things that we went through and it has made our relationship stronger so it, like at, at one point like you you hate that you went through it but on another mm-hmm. point like the fact that you came out of it suffering together mm-hmm. it builds unity yeah. in a yeah. relationship definitely i think there's always trauma that's going to come from pain but i believe there's there's always some point on the other side of it where there's a positive lesson that you can learn from. I mean, even through the things that we've been through or the things that we put ourselves through in terms of like self-inflicted pain, yeah. there's always going to be some learning process, process that you can get from that as well. Mm. And yeah, we, we've been through, because we've had the businesses together for like five years now. And we have been through some stuff that I don't think couples are supposed to go through together. Yeah. And at the time, it's like you're you can't see past it or you can't see the future and it's horrendous. I won't share the time we're thinking of, but Mm -hmm. we know what it was. And it was like six, seven months. And then you come out the other side and it's like, whoa, like we did that together and Mm. we, we got over it together. And I guess it is a little bit different as well. Being like couples or married (laughs) Um, (laughs) who work quite heavily on social media because there's that whole other element of, like trust yeah. in the relationship and other people meshing your partner. And I don't know what it was like being in a long distance relationship, but like how was the trust element? Because it is different when you work on social media like we yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, You definitely. get a lot of messages. For sure. It's a good thing to bring up because I don't think we touch very often on like that kind of thing. <clears throat> and I guess for me, it was, it was, again, you always have insecurities in a relationship and you have moments, you know, like for me, especially cause we would go to bed, I would go to bed. She would be up for like another four hours. She would go to bed before I got to talk to her. Like she was going to bed at like my so 4 So basically Steve had his whole morning without me being able to message or call or whatever. And then I would have my whole mm-hmm. night and nighttime always obviously like, in your head, you're thinking about what someone's doing at night, mm. not right. what some, not what, not Wait, what someone's doing in the morning. You know, human being. it's like nine o'clock. Morgan is going to be different till to six. Well, I'm in bed Morgan. by eight p.m. anyway. <laughs> so. but again, I was asleep. Like again, like if I didn't have trust in her, I would think, oh my gosh, what is she? What, yeah. is, what is she doing while I'm asleep? Because yeah. she has all night, and then like you know, eleven, twelve o'clock at her night, I'm waking up. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, if I didn't trust her and she was out partying, like it would have wrecked havoc. But I think that. Ultimately, as well, I think we both realize like nobody stays in a long distance relationship where you can't see the other person for 10 months unless you really want to. And I just think we're both the type of people, you know, especially Morgan, who's not going to not going to beat around the bush um, if she didn't, you know, wasn't happy in the relationship or, you know, same for me. But I think that ultimately, you know, we we had to trust each other because that was the only option. But we also have really good communication, I think. Definitely. And to be fair, like, I don't think – it's just never crossed my mind that it it there was anything to worry about on social media with Steve just because of the way he holds himself even when he's single kind of thing. Like, mm. the version I saw of Steve when he was single, I'm like, yeah, he's not, he's not the type of person to go around. And, you know, if someone's messaging him, he's not, he's not 
doing that shit. It's just not a Steve thing to do. So it was less about like him, more about him as a person just being like he's not into that or he just doesn't care to get that superficial, you know, attention or whatever. I also and think just, like 21-year-old me was, is very different than, yeah, you know, true. You know about 35 like or 36-year-old me. Yeah. <laughs> it's also, I think, for a guy, it's the right, being at the right time in your, in yeah. your life, so. You've had all that. You, you understand that the value of that isn't right. at, it's nothing. So right. it's just like, yeah. For sure. Yeah, no, I had 10 years in the fitness industry to <laughs> chat it up and, yeah, I just found that that's, Yeah. Superficial. Like that's the thing with like social media and dating apps is that it creates a lot more opportunity to meet people, but it's the depth of those relationships and those conversations. I feel that, like the depth gets less and less yeah. Yeah, the more you do. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and again, getting back to, for me, going through, you know, a 10 year period of my life where I did date a lot of people, I think that ultimately knowing that in any relationship I had before Morgan, you have doubts just like you do in any relationship. But the, the big difference is, is at the end of the day, you know, you might have a doubt in the moment. Like, you know, it's, it's not human to like, you know, wonder, okay, what is Morgan doing or this and that. But there was never like long-term doubts. There was never like, oh my gosh, like everyone else I kind of dated before. It was, it was almost, I was like, oh, I'm, you know, like, I want to change this about that person. And that sounds awful. But like, there was big things that were, were deal breakers for me, but mm. I was hoping that they would change. You don't ever change people. We know that. But with Morgan, it was just like, no, nope, who she is is great. Like we get along great. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything about her type thing. Even um, if some things pissed him off. Yeah. Like <laughs> standing on Morgan, your shoes. <laughs> yeah. Standing on my shoes. You're arguing. Chip, you're chipmunk. <laughs> you keep a little food in you. You like, love that. <laughs> <laughs> no, there are some things that, again, that, that you're always going to have that in a relationship, yeah. but. But yeah, like that's to say that, the, you know, the random bits and pieces, like there's been times where there's someone that I don't like personally because of the way they treated me mm-hmm. and Steve's close to them and I've just been like, hey, by the way, just just so we're aware, this person's really rude to me. This mm-hmm. person doesn't treat me as an equal. They don't treat me as like a good person yeah. so that you know and then he's obviously taken that on board and he's like, okay, well, you know, blah, blah. it doesn't mean that it's changed his whole relationship with it. But if he's friends with someone that can't even, you know, be a decent human towards me, then it's a different thing. Like think little things like that, where it's like I communicated that to him and then something like whatever happened from there happened. And it's like we're both happy in that in that position. I think that's just having good communication. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think like we're exactly the same if you feel a certain type of way or someone's been rude to you or someone's yeah. been rude to Ben or to me, you you tell your partner and say, okay, this has happened. I need you to know because it makes me uncomfortable or this, yeah. is, this is my boundary. They've said this about me. Yeah. I need you to know and then your partner should react in the correct way. Accordingly, yeah. yeah. But there's nothing wrong, I don't think, with being jealous either. I think oh, no. often jealousy is viewed as very much a negative emotion. It, I as, think as it's healthy boundaries, yeah. But it's having boundaries Human beings have used jealousy as like mate-keeping as well. It's just a, a yeah. way that you can be on a good level and show that you do care about your partner. And men and women will be jealous of different things in different ways. Men are, are far more susceptible to being jealous to... Um, sexual connections or yeah. sexual jealousy, whereas women will be far more jealous of, of emotional yeah. connections. Yeah, sure. not just the way that yeah. we, we operate in I've never heard evolution. of mate keeping before. I like that. <laughs> That's a good so term. Like, to use. Yeah, exactly. Like he pulls out. 
No, you're one hundred percent right. Though keeping one thousand percent. It's yeah. like you know, hey, you're posting in that super skimpy bathing suit. Like, there's a little bit inside of me that's gets jealous. I have to remind myself sometimes. It's like. At the end of the day, will it matter? If it does, if it's going to matter, if I'm going to still hate it in five, six days, I might bring it up. But again, I look at it from a place of, hey, is, is this is this me being jealous for the right reasons or for the wrong reasons? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's like again, because jealousy is a natural human emotion. But mm-hmm. I think it's how we, you know, how we Deal internalize that, that yeah. mm-hmm. and then how we communicate with what we're feeling. And it's like you know, from there. A lot of the times we're like, yep, okay, cool. But I do feel like, you know, it is, it's something that we've always, we're never afraid to Mm. communicate, you know, when we are kind of jealous. Which I didn't realize that I used to be in like past relationships. I would hold on to things and be like, yeah, you have no right to be annoyed over this in my head. And then I don't bring it up. But like, I've never felt that with Steve. It's always I don't feel good about this. I'm going to mention it. Mm. And then literally five minutes later, it's like, oh, my God, thank goodness I said something because that is otherwise I'd be me. sitting here all day being like, he knows what he's, or he, you know, he knows it's pissing me <laughs> off. <laughs> and Steve's just like, la-di-da, we're good. Yeah. It's I just was, like. But that, like, women are so emotional. Yes. And sometimes we think of like, oh, my God. It builds. It builds and yeah. builds and builds. And I'm exactly the same, like. I, I'm quite a jealous person. Yeah. I always have been. Yeah. And I've said to Ben from the start of a relationship, I'm a jealous person. Yeah. I get jealous. And if there's people that I maybe feel a certain type of way about, I will just tell, he's not done anything wrong. Right. But yeah. I'm just going to say, really weird, don't I feel a certain type of way? So mm. I'm just making you aware. Mm-hmm. He's not even fathomed it. He's like, okay, okay, fine. <laughs> All right. And he's, but then he's just made aware of it. And then I'm yeah. like, oh, like I've got yeah. something off my chest. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Pre- previous relationships, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, no, no, no. I know. I wouldn't and, say and, like, and every relationship has different boundaries. Mm. Like so, again, everyone has different things that kind of trigger them, that make them feel jealous about things. So I think we've always kind of talked about boundaries being this massive thing, whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it, whatever it is, like when you set healthy boundaries with people, when you and I know each other's boundaries, mm-hmm. when we talk about those things, then there, we know where that line in the sand yeah, is. Yeah, you can respect the other person. Mm-hmm. And it's and easier. Still, yeah. Yep. You guys have any non-negotiables, like things that you do with inside your relationship that you feel help to maintain a healthy relationship or move your relationship forward that you do maybe on a weekly or a monthly basis? I actually just thought of one as we were talking. Steve brought this up pretty early on in the relationship and I thought it was such a good idea, not a good idea, but like a good thing to practice is that there's certain people in our lives that are really close to us that just don't need to know our business. You know, when you're Mm -hmm. having like a bad time or you're fighting or it's kind of like, you're just having a downer time between the two of you and you go and chat to someone about it just to get it off your Mm -hmm. chest. We kind of spoke early on in the relationship to be like, don't let that be a mum, a dad or someone that's going to be in our life later where, because then all of that, all that person sees or hears might just be those bad times where you're fighting. Mm -hmm. And then they're idea of your partner is what you've brought to them at the bad times and not what they've seen in the good times. And he, you brought that up to me and I was like, oh my gosh, I'd never thought of that before. Like obviously your family and your closest friends always, they see how happy you are with that person. So they do get to see that positive side, but how you talk about that person 
to your closest friends and family members may also also jade their idea of who they are in the heat of the moment of being yeah. upset or being mm-hmm. angry or whatever it is. And I think it is like obviously if that if if the person you know, I, I don't want anyone out there to think like, hey, if there's a if there's a bad toxic relationship. Oh no, yeah, it's it, like obviously if, if someone, within the yeah. means. If, like, if, if there's abuse going on, that needs to, you know that you need to get help and you need to you know tell people that are going to help you out. But we're talking we're about talking like about a day, healthy relationship. The, yeah, <laughs> Just the day to day gripes and things like that. If you're like, oh, you know, he's playing golf too much, mom. All he wants to do is play golf. <laughs> or I, I think that that is where you know, like, we want to speak highly of each other, especially you know. I, I, my biggest pet peeves with with couples is where they're hanging out with a group of friends and they try to tear the other one down. Like they they try to kind of, you know, for whatever reason, like rag on each other. And I think that in past in past times, like my family, that's kind of how we show love as we tease and things like that. But there is definitely <laughs> a fine line between, hey, we know when we're teasing. And when it, it starts getting like, hey, that that stings a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you why are you bringing this up in front of people? This is kind of our our personal stuff that we know bothers one another. So I think again, boundaries, just healthy mm-hmm. boundaries. We know that we also um, because we're both, you know, we I think probably the best trait of our relationship. We can have a you know a healthy argument. Five seconds later, we are totally laughing. We're both Taipei, and we both need to be right. Taipei, what's it's- Taipei? Taipei. You know, You're like, Taipei. I'm Taipei. Yeah. Just, just well, very I? like to the you point. Very like, yeah. hey, I think I'm right my way. Like, very like, uh, you, you know, are Taipei. Yeah. Yeah. Just it's, a lot of the times, it's just oh, you both Taipei. Yeah, yeah no, we exactly. Are. And, and, but exactly. the but the healthy thing is is again is having kind of a a, a short memory. Like, hey, you're not going to hold. You're not going to take things super personal mm-hmm. in terms of a. We know we don't cross boundaries when we argue. Like. We don't swear at each other. Mm. Like there's not like the minute we kind of had this early on, the minute like there was an F-bomb dropped in a conversation, it's like conversation's over. Because I swear do, all the time. We should do that. We, we swear a lot. Yeah. So but it looks like natural well, that's the thing. conversation. If it's, if if it's, it's just more a directed, conversation, it's fine. Yeah. If it's like F you oh, yeah, as, no, you're, as you're fighting, it's like, no, that's not okay. Right. Yeah. Or like, what the F are you thinking? Yeah. That's a no-go. Yeah. Like, Just anything that's actually directed to the person. Mm-hmm. If it was like, oh, F in hell, my golf game sucks. Like, obviously, <laughs> right. I, I mean, I sweat all the time. So, But that is also a boundary. It's like, hey, when it's directed at, there, yeah. there's those things that we just do not say. But I think getting back to that, ultimately... We get over things so quickly, which in past relationships I haven't had. Like, there's been times where it's like, again, it's how you were raised a little bit as well. But we just know that, like, if we can come back five, ten minutes later and we're laughing and it, we realize that what we were arguing about does not matter. That card game, because we're both so competitive, we both love winning and we'll play cards. And when one of us loses, it's like, hey, just give me five minutes. I lost Don't touch you. me. Don't talk like, to me. Don't and, rub and, it in my face. And because we are both so competitive, we realize it's like, hey, we, we'll, we'll be over it. To be fair, it's how, only how, us two. Like, yeah, I don't care if I lost to you guys. If I lose to him, I'm yeah. like, yeah, this is it. This is the end. That's what I was going to ask. How yeah, do you, we how did do you mini golf that, like, and I won the other day. Competitiveness? Because I think... Being modest, like I'm the best runner, lifter, most mobile, most no, but elegant. I, am. I don't I don't think people understand how difficult it is to be the best at everything. So Yeah, but you would only beat me and Cal can vouch. You would only beat me over hundred meters. I love that you bring Cal into it because we used to bring <laughs> Alec into ours and we're so like true. And Christian yeah. I'm sure I'm getting an eye open yeah. into it. But I'm you, a but you also have to 
because I, I do this all the time, like Morgan, <laughs> because here's the thing. Like, hold on. Steve talks me up when I'm not around, yeah. and when I am around, he talks shit on no, me. No, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm like, hold on. I, I talk about Morgan, like, again, like one of the most athletic, you know, pound for pound. And that's the big thing. It's like, of course, she's not going to be as strong as me or be able to jump as high. But pound for pound, Morgan's probably one of the top five most athletic people I've ever met in terms of what she's able to do. Like she's able to pick up a golf swing. Super. It's part of what I love about her. But I also feel like I'm super athletic. Like I was voted most athletic in high school. So we, we do the get we, <laughs> the good old days. So we do get into a point where it's like we're we're both operating at like, hey, I'm 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 gonna be the best at this, and that does I think kind of piss us off at, at a, a healthy piss off. Yeah. Where we're like, oh no, like I'm gonna try harder. But I will say, you know, Morgan, pound for pound, I give her, you know, she's just as athletic. <laughs> Don't say just. That's so rude. <laughs> Are you waiting for me to chime in? I'm waiting for you to say I know, absolutely. I saw your face, loose, and I was like, come on, Ben, give it to her. It is true, though. Yeah, you're great. Thank if you. we went to like a, a ninja warrior class, like yeah. you guys ever been to those functional? Yeah, I'd win. Yeah. You'd win. Yeah, absolutely. Morgan win. beat me at that, and I was like, oh, He was damn. so pissed. I would expect you to yeah. be He was just like, he straight yeah. up thought he was going to win. I'm like, what part of you thinks you're going to win something that I'm literally bred to do? No. Like, I did gymnastics. <laughs> I'm bred to do. I grew up doing <laughs> I am a ninja warrior. It was close, though. No, it wasn't. It was close. It I did the running up thing. Yeah, you was, went like two levels up the salmon ladder yeah, and then true. fell. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we, we love competing against each other. Have you, have yeah, you guys so. ever had, like, a, a worse prank, which has gone too too far, or, or one didn't accept it? I don't think so. No, we wrestle a lot, and sometimes that goes too far. We wrestle. We wrestle. When was the last time we wrestled? <laughs> last time we were in London. I can't imagine. Yeah. Literally. It's like a silverback. Yeah. It was. No. Mm-mm. I am... <laughs> A wrestling queen. Morgan, it's because because she is so flexible. But you're a she can latch on. She can latch on and like. But I will say this: there's never ever. Yeah, he's 100, never going hundred percent. It's never like it's me making sure. Like I don't want to hurt my wife, yeah. so it's like there is a certain <laughs> holding back. Yeah. But it is. It no, is there was just a time where we where we were doing it. And Steve's like, hold on, we need to set boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, because I just. I'm getting really riled up and I want to just, you know, like, I want to dominate, we don't, but I can't. We don't wrestle that okay, often, yeah. I feel like. No, we don't. The thing I also hate is I always hate when girls punch, like, playfully in the arm. I'm like, oh, no. But, like, it kind of hurts and you're like, I can't hit you back. Don't, <laughs> don't hit me. Like, don't, don't hit me in the arm. He had that with the, the Gymshark athlete once and he was like, oh, yeah. uh, he called her a C-U-N-T. Oh. <laughs> she, was, she had had too much to drink. She had had too much. No, we can't say this. She she had had too much to drink, and she wanted me to take photos. Stop being up. And and so I took a photo, and she didn't like it. So I took another photo, and again, she didn't like it. And so she punched me in the arm, like playfully, but not really. Yeah. And I and I just said, "Hey, you're being kind of a C U N T." Mm. You should have given her the real friendly pat on the back. You know where you go, here's your phone back. Yeah. Yeah. But my thing was like, it kind of hurt. Yeah. And like, here you are, we're at a table. Like, I, you don't know me like that. Yeah, like, don't like, do that. Don't, there's a physical boundary. And again, because there was drinking going on and things like that, like, I just think it was. Yeah. So yeah, the whole table is just kind of like. Yeah. She has a bit of a bit of sometimes. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. Steve never swore. He yeah. never swore back then either. Yeah. So everyone's like, hold everyone, up. But everyone afterwards was like, we're so glad you said that. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, I feel bad, but like, 
I, I had to get my point across. Yeah, that's, but, that's fair. But anyhow, is there been a prank that you've been really pissed off with? You've pranked me quite a yeah, few times. Yeah, but is there one in particular? Where you're Are you guys big? Like, what kind oh, of pranks? Oh, you guys know they do like proper pranks. Yeah, I think like, there's two. The first, no, the second one is fucking horrendous. What? When I was, was in this? London. Was this a video? Oh yeah. yeah. This was like <laughs> two years ago. I went all the way to London. This is to, during COVID, wasn't it? No, it can't no, have been because I was. It in, was. Yeah. Okay, I was in London and on my way in an Uber to a podcast. So imagine, you know, you're a bit, bit nervous. Yeah. yeah. Going to a podcast. I get a call from, it said no caller ID. And I hate no caller IDs anyway. So yeah, I get anxiety, but I was like, I'm going to answer it. And the first tone was, um, hi, this is Manchester Prison, but like oh, yes. like a prison voice. Yes. Yeah, I've seen it. Um, da, 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 please so like dial through. Yeah. Automated. And then it and puts then, in like Ben Halden. And then Ben was like, I've been, I've been fucking around. And I was like, oh, my, I was like, what? I was like, how? No, I was like, do you accept these charges? Yeah, yeah. I, was like, I was like, yes. Because <laughs> it's reverse. Cool. Went through. Yeah. And then Ben's like, I've been arrested. It was when we were doing the, because I knew he was filming a police video that day. And he's like, they've got me. I was like, oh my God. I was like, what the fuck do I do? And he was like, you, you need to come back. So I'm in the Uber. I was like, no. turn around, turn, take me to the station. Like all my stuff was <laughs> at the hotel. I was like, take station. me to Houston. So this guy is turning around in my Uber. And then the phone hung up and then, um, oh no, no, whilst you're on the phone, Ben was like, um, they're going to ask for bail money. I was like, oh my God, like 10. Go, how much do you need? I was like, how much do you need? I was thinking, okay, my might be 10. I'm like, She's down. She's down. She's riled I'm like adding I will rob thinking. a bank and I will pay them whatever you need. <laughs> I was, I was like, okay, like 10 grand. I was thinking 10 grand, yeah. okay, fan. On my way back in this Uber and then like five minutes later, I get a call back from these two like just crying laughing. crying laughing and i just fucking hung up the phone i was ready <laughs> to, to turn around and go back to yeah, the podcast i said to the uber guy i was like i'm Swing. so sorry i was like my partner's just pranked me can you go He's back such a dickhead. Oh, that yeah. was that Did was it, awful were you, though were you doing it for a video and stuff too i have seen it you put it into google and you can yeah. just like type yeah in and you can just press play back. hey yeah. That's so funny. It was it was yeah, a bad you guys movement. like proper pranksters. Did, well, I, I've never pranked Ben. Yeah, I've well, never pranked Ben's Ben. A proper prankster. Ben <laughs> pranks me. He bought like a fake. The second one was he bought a fake lottery ticket. Oh, yeah. and I it saw was that one. Best moment uh, of my life. I suddenly uh, won two hundred fifty grand. I ring the number on the that's card. That's the worst. I leave messages to them. <laughs> you are a prankster. I left a message being like. Hi, I've just won two hundred fifty grand. How do I collect my money? She's ringing her sister. And then. <laughs> no, I got. I'm ringing everyone. You let it go that long, yeah. and uh, then Ben just points the camera, and I was just. The like, longer you let it go, the more it stings. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, he just felt dumb too. I just felt fucking stupid. Yeah. The prison one was so realistic, though. I was thinking, yeah. oh my god, I'm going to be like bankrupt because I'm going to have to like give him all my money to get him out of jail. Like I've never been to jail before. How does this work? So How long did your relationship was that one? Oh, about, about three years. Yeah, yeah okay. Well, you're all the you're like, yeah. like, yeah, I've never pranked Ben because I, I'm not really a prankster. I don't enjoy it. I honestly wouldn't be able to keep a straight face. No, I wouldn't. I just it's not. It's not my I cup wish of tea. I could. Yeah. I don't think I've ever. I mean, we scare each other all the time. Oh yeah, he but, does yeah. that. Yeah. But that's not him. Um, oh no, Ben, you get me rattled up a little bit there. <laughs> Lucy needs ten. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm going to pivot the conversation back anyway. Um, so we spoke about relationships quite a lot, yeah. but I think mm -hmm. a lot of people will be interested into you guys, like as individuals as well. And Steve, you were the first person I would say who was like fitness influencer. 
or in the fitness, one of the first people, yeah. anyway, that I knew of, and I say like Ben knew of, like the golden boy. The golden boy. Mm. The golden yeah. boy. I've been doing this shit for a long time. Someone else the other day was like, mm. yeah, oh, yeah. I, I don't think there was a ton of, you know, we'll call influencers. Because when I first started in well, the no, industry. Well, no, you were the first. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was crazy. There wasn't, there wasn't anyone doing YouTube. Um, there was either big time bodybuilders um, Greg Plitt, I would say, you know, yeah, in, yeah. in my head was kind of like right up there. Like he was a cover model. He didn't ever compete. <clears throat> he did some like movie stuff, but he was a, you know, I would say a fitness influencer before social media. Mm. Um, so in my head, he was kind of the guy that I, that I always kind of looked up to as, as kind of that golden boy as well. He probably just so. took things a little bit extreme in terms of like you were a bit more lifestyle, whereas he was a bit yeah. more like doggins mentality of like yeah good shit yeah especially like with his website i I think he he was a little bit more guarded with his brand like he didn't really show people i think it it was always greg plitt i'm alpha like i'm gonna jump into water i was a ranger like i can do anything i think he had some he had some some demons though that he never really talked about obviously because i think that you know part of that led to him just needing to feel invincible but such a sad, sad thing with what happened to him. So what happened? No, I, I was just good for the conversation. We're just going to carry on. I didn't know. Yeah. Who, I don't know who yeah, he is. He got, uh, I think he, was, he died on a train track, didn't he? Yeah, hit by a train. Yeah, filming, filming for it was either a supplement or a new <gasps> product. Oh, but no. he kind of had this larger than life persona, and and he was, you know, great physique. You know, we would see each other all the time at at, at fitness expos because um, he he was with. Um, Metal Rex, was it? What was it? Metal Rex, Metrix. Yeah, he was with Metrix. Yeah. yeah. And I don't even know if they're still around, but yeah, he was he was kind of there. We would just see each other at, at tons and tons of events. And, you know, he again, he was like, he was in a couple different movies and infomercials. But again, before, before social media really took off, like he was big on Facebook, mm-hmm. but like, I think he, he passed away probably now. Jeez, it's been seven years or so. Yeah. I don't know, oh. probably that long. A, l- a little so bit before long. that was this era, probably, wasn't it? Yeah, which, again, the, that era, to me, um, was kind of a weird one. But it is, I think it started, like, the aesthetic yeah. revolution, <laughs> we'll call it. It was just bodybuilders at that time. And I think the aesthetic stuff was kind of, you know, I, that's exactly when I started. I remember Ziz commenting on, like, one of my first YouTube videos and things like that. And then he passed away, like, yeah. Four or five months later, too. It was in a, crazy. In a sauna, wasn't it? In a sauna, yeah. Be he, careful, we got a sauna fit next week. But it was there was yeah, also a bunch of other drugs this. involved, yeah. and that, and I think he had a heart condition as well. So it was kind of crazy. Yeah, they don't tie in well together, do they? Yeah, not really. Jesus. So you guys are you guys are big sauna cold plunge people. I see cold that cold plunge, not as much sauna, not as much sauna. Well, we're, all, no. we're getting a new sauna on a cold plunge fit on Tuesday, so we okay. you will be then. I just get really hot in a sauna and I start to panic a little bit. Like I really struggle. No, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But when I'm in an ice bath, I'm like, I I feel this is hard. I feel being in the heat. I'm like, I can't can't breathe. I can't see. That's the English in you. That's just the English in you. You're like, oh my gosh. So incredibly hot. Come and do a summer in St. George. Yeah. No, yeah, we did winter in Australia and I thought that was the hottest moment of my life. Like winter. That was, what? Well, so was it? Was it? Was it, was it, it was summer like in Australia? Degrees. Or was it winter? Thirty-eight degrees. No, yeah. it wouldn't have been thirty-eight in winter. It could have been. It could have been. Well, there, well, there, or maybe it was the first time that I went without you. 
There was a time that I went. If it was November, it would have been, it could have been 38, 38 for sure. degrees. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't even go outside. I just burned. We was that just, when we went? No, I think that's when I went on my own. We just, we just hit 40, <laughs> what was it, 46? 40, yeah. 46 in St. In George. George. Different hot, not Dry as humid. Heat, like, yeah. hits you like opening yeah. up an oven. Humid. Yeah. No, not no, humid. Not oh, humid. Dry. No, Dead dry. Just, just so dry. So it feels like... Your hair will break. Yeah, it just, it feels like, again, it feels like when you open up an oven and you just, mm-hmm. that's what it feels like when you go outside. And it just sucks the moisture out of yeah. your skin. That's the hard thing about the dry heat is like Morgan would get nosebleeds and stuff because it yeah. was so brutal. I would get, I would get to St. George and for about a week I'd get a nosebleed. Because <gasps> it was so hot. Yeah. And dry. It was so dry. Mainly and then dry. my... The outsides of my nose would peel, my eyelids would peel, and then my skin would adjust, and then I would moisturize like four times a day. So for you, Morgs, because I just asked about Steve, and I, I, I know you anyway, but <laughs> for the people who are listening, yeah, you've kind of always been in sport, mm. a little bit more like a young athlete in sport. Can you just touch on that a little bit in terms of your upbringing? And yeah. I think people will be really interested as to how you are so like balanced on your hands. Like you are... <laughs> No, it's very impressive. Thank you. It's very impressive what you, you do. Um, so I started out in gymnastics, which is, yeah, just, I mean, like a lot of people start out with gymnastics, which is really good. Um, it's a really good base layer sport. And Steve and I talk about this all the time. It's such a good sport. The only thing I feel like you don't get, the only thing that we've spoken about is like a hand-eye coordination with an object, with a ball, with a tennis racket, with a, you know, whatever it so is. Not, not like fighting. Sparring. Fighting? Like boxing. I don't know, actually. I'm sure it would cross it's, over it, in it, many it, ways. It's strange because I don't know if you saw the video Matt just fitness did recently. No. He's like an athlete, but he's the worst boxer I've ever seen in my whole life. Uh, interesting. I have a feeling. Steve's like, I'm ready for the fight. Like, okay. It's, it's like watching the Tin Man box. Yeah, okay. I, I do think that there is, not to jump in real quick, but You're there's good. a massive difference between someone who can jump high and run fast, but then you ask them to dribble, shoot, do things that require, <laughs> yeah. again, hand-eye coordination. And and I'm sure fighting is kind of a, a whole nother, it's almost another it's like skill it's, set. It's own, yeah, it's um, own Because I grew category. up wrestling. Yeah. And, and obviously, and I, I boxed a little bit. I boxed for like a year when I was a kid. Um, that's a whole nother, that's almost like dance. Like yeah. it is yeah. being able to move. There's some kind of... It's like maneuvers with yeah, your body. Yeah, there's, there's some areas. kind of... Um, Again, that's a skill set that you learn that it, 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 not everyone has either, though. But. I think gymnastics will cross over into that just because of body awareness and understanding different body parts doing different things at the, at the same time. Yeah, I think it's probably good as you're putting yourself to, like, muscular and aerobic failure whilst yes, trying to true. still commit a yeah, skill, yeah, yeah. which is... Probably quite similar. Very much so. This yeah. what was Matt awful at? Like when you said, like, so just watch him. Shout out to Matt. <laughs> we love you, Matt. Yeah, Steve needs to know because he's gonna. Can we yeah. get can we get a video on the phone, Carl? Just yeah. so I can show you, and then we can comment, and then we can send the clip to Matt as well and just piss him off. Um, <laughs> but I did Muay Thai as well, so I understand gotcha. like the element of like yeah, being yeah. fatigued. But then you got the element as well of you got to always be aware because yes. someone's going to take your head off as well, yeah. right? Um, so it was just it was stri- when you watch it, I was just like. It's it's strange watching some people who are such athletes yeah. not have massive transferable skills to another gotcha. thing, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, he, definitely. He was, was it he was getting so fatigued or was it that he just no, didn't just, move just, properly? Start, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Just start the video and then obviously I think he was with Tommy Fury mm. on the video. Who was gotcha. a boxer though, so right. maybe yeah, Matt yeah. looked worse though because he was next to a boxer. Yeah. Like if you put me next to a boxer, I would look. Well, you came to Muay Thai one and was like watching the Tin Man when you were doing it I was as well. actually quite good at Muay Thai. 
I was good at Muay Thai. They said really? I was better than Ben the first class. The first uh. one you went to, <laughs> he said I was better for my first session and Cal was there, so Cal can back me up. Ah, interesting. And I, and I swam, so I Mrs. had no hand-eye coordination, yeah. but I could Muay Thai. I could Muay Thai. I could Muay Thai. The only reason I brought you down because it was the only arena that we could have dom a domestic in that was controlled. <laughs> <laughs> Is this uh. the video? <laughs> Okay. Yeah. What's the first of it? Oh, this is at the Gymshark Lifting yeah, Club. Yeah. I think it's where he starts hitting the bag. Is this Gosh, I didn't realise Tommy Fury is such a big boy. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, I mean, oh. he's not that bad. No, Cal, go to the first bit where he starts hitting the bag. I mean, he's got a long stride. Okay. We'll let Matt come on and, <laughs> and redeem himself at some point again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. <sighs> I mean, he's it looks not like that he's bad. just thinking so much about what he's yeah, trying to do yeah. rather than just be an athlete. Yeah, that looks yeah. that yeah. looks awful. Yeah. It's like he's he's like stepping with the wrong leg. He's stepping like with his back leg as he's yeah. trying to punch, and it's like yeah. And I will say that that's actually what Morgan, being a gymnast, does. Like Morgan's unique. I'm gonna boast about my wife here because Let's he, go. here's the here's the awesome part about being. In gymnastics, because you have great body awareness. Yeah. So don't if you want to, don't be talking about everything I'm about to talk about. If, if you, <laughs> I'm just going to do it in a condensed <laughs> version because we might be here all day. <laughs> so I think she does a great job of being able to again jump in, like do a dive into water to do, um, to do either kicking a ball, hitting a hitting a uh, you know a golf ball. There's body awareness that she can see something and she knows how it's going to feel to do it properly. Then you mm. also incorporate the fact that she did AFL. For those of you that don't know what AFL is, Australian Football Rule Australian Football League. League. And and is so that, is that soccer or is that no. That's like rugby. It's like a rugby okay. style like, ball, but you have to be like, able to like bounce it's like it the most skillful while running. Football. It really is. Like out of all of the ball we'll sports, it is crazy how skilled oh you have God. to be because you have to bounce it as you run. You have to be able to hit it, catch it, like, and kick I have no it. Wi-Fi. So it's wild, actually. It's a proper act chaser. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's you have to catch. like Because in soccer, football here, you don't you have, have to catch to, anything. Yeah. But there you have to be able to jump in the air, catch it, be able to, if you're running with it, bounce it, and then be able to kick it through a post. So I think it's ultimately um, the best sport for hand-eye coordination because it involves hands, feet, yeah. everything. So that coupled with the gymnastics, it just creates a weapon of a human being. So you're one of those people who just every sport you go to, you're one of those people who pisses people off because you just yes, think everything truly. Australia. Golf yeah. is the perfect example of that. Yeah. Everyone sucks at golf their first couple times mm -hmm. golfing. Morgan, within like, you know, four or five times of golfing, people were like, her swing is amazing. Yeah. And she was able to hit the ball. And so like I, I quickly was like, hey, you know, like let's let's get you into golf. And then she went out and got fitted and bought five thousand dollars worth of clubs. And I'm like, <laughs> All right, babe, I didn't mean Going to go that high. far in golf, but <laughs> Um, no, she's just, you know, I, I do think there are specific sports as that you want your kids to do. Yeah. Gymnastics being one, oh, yeah, swimming that is being one. I think you have to, every kid should be swimming because A, it's a life skill. I agree. Um, but B, but all basically teaches you how to breathe properly mm -hmm. too. Yeah. And then the last thing is, is some kind of, you know, in America, it's a lot of soccer. I think little kids do. Yeah. I think AFL is the ultimate though, because it involves all of it. It looks a little bit like rugby league. Well, it's like running with a rugby-shaped so basketball. Mm -hmm. It's running, catching, kicking, bouncing, 
defense and offense. So it, does it bounce like a rugby ball? So you know when a rugby ball bounces and it's like woo. Yes, because <laughs> it's a little bit more round, so there's a little bit more control with it, but not much. How many people are on a team? About so eighteen. Crazy. I've never heard of yeah. the sport before. But it, it's it's, oh it's played, played on, on a cricket, cricket field. So it's yeah, oval. no oval. Okay. So oh, wow. it's four hundred meters we're gonna, we're gonna get a so yeah, it, but yeah. it's there's tackling involved as well in there. So it, it's a crazy sport that I think you know. Growing up, um, you know, she played. Her dad played, you know, professionally, and so I think it was. It's it's such a good sport. I didn't know this about you. Yeah, I feel like so I, I did gymnastics for like fourteen years. I did acrobatic gymnastics for another four, which is Cirque du Soleil kind of stuff. Crazy balance. <clears throat> yeah, um, did you I was ever the do top. Cirque Stop. I didn't. Did you We went to watch like Moulin Rouge and we've seen Cirques in yeah. different Yeah, yeah they, have, they have a couple of acrobats in yeah. Moulin Rouge. I mean, Cirque du Soleil is really just the brand of acrobats. <laughs> yeah, it comes yeah. from France. and Yeah, a lot of my friends are in Cirque du Soleil. Oh, wow. I say yeah. France, but it really comes from Canada. Yeah, Montreal. it's a Can- yeah, Canadian brand. Um, and then while I was doing that, I did AFL. So while I was in school, which I did athletics in school. I did netball. I did even track and field cricket. I played cricket for a bit. Did you? Yeah. Um, you I think you were just able do to do everything. Yeah. You were able to do all of that stuff. My like, school would base. just put me forward for every sport because they're like, we know you can do it. And yeah. it would actually add to my basically end of year grades, like to my OP, the more sports you did and the higher yeah. up you were in your grade, then the better you could get. But um, yeah, I started, I actually, my dad played pro- AFL professionally. So really? we grew up with it. Like yeah. my brother played, has played his whole life. But you grew and up swimming as well. Yeah, grew up surfing. swimming. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's just the life. Like you in primary school, kids like in primary school in Australia, everyone's swimming. Swimming carnivals are compulsory. You can't choose whether you're doing it or not. You are doing it. Ben needed that. Ben yeah. can't swim. So, so yeah. does Steve. As in Ben's <laughs> legs are like, Same. Ben Steve went backwards. I, 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 I can't, yep. I can't yeah. teach him. I, I tried training for a triathlon. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. That's <laughs> the reason I don't do it. And there was, I got a coach and I was the He's second person like in 30 years that when I did the kickboard, I went backwards. <laughs> How did you even do that? Because his legs were because so, my legs, he was like kicking. Because down, where my like, legs were, I was like more scooping down. and it was going backwards. Like how bad is that? Like I went backwards on bad. the kickboard. Do you, know, you didn't learn as a child. I mean, I did, here's the thing. I, I don't have any recollection of doing swim lessons. I can swim. Like I, the farthest I think I've ever swam is probably 500 meters and it, it's a struggle for me, but okay, like, yeah, I'm like you. I could do a lens. Yeah. I, well, I, I had to try to do this, but like I watched this, like I bought a book on, you know, swimming. <laughs> how to swim and, for dummies. And, but, like, the first thing is, is like, the first thing was like, just learn how to float. So you have big breath, hold your knees, Steve and then you'll come up. The I go to the bottom. There are some people who just some don't pe- float. Some people don't actually float on. I don't float. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. go straight to the bottom. Okay. Never have floated. So it is It is one of those things that like, and, and I, I don't think too, but being a muscular guy, I try to help. power my way through the water. I'm like, no, nah, like I'm just going to, I'm going to move no the water around me. Again, yeah. it's the lat spread. It's like, yeah, yeah. his, yeah. his La- freestyle is like. Last time we went, those seven-year-olds just swimming past me. Yeah. And ben, we ended up having the like, the pool. Like, Fuck you. <laughs> it's hard though, isn't it? Because when you can swim, it's like, why aren't you floating? Like, yeah. what, are you, what, is, yeah. what are you doing? That's why it's so important for kids, I think, to yeah. learn how to swim properly. Yeah. Especially, and Australia does a great job of that. But well, it's because there's so much water. It is. Yeah. You don't, you're going to. 
there's yeah. a lot of drowning. But it, it teaches you how to breathe properly, how to be cool under like pressure. Like there, there's nothing worse than being in a place where you can't touch. You panic. Your head's underwater. Like if you can keep a calm, cool, collective mind in that yeah. scenario, it's super powerful. Yeah. What, what was I like in the Great Barrier Reef? Was it the Great Barrier Reef? Is that <laughs> yeah. I look. I look like a fucking did human. You, did you hold I, on to the ring? I had no, all the woggles, no. armbands. Ben had like on. a life jacket, two woggles, and I just have flippers on. So I'm at the bottom, and there's a picture of me at the bottom, and Ben at the top with his. Oh my <laughs> goodness! I'm holding on to like that. It won't come off it. Well, Ben was just floating on the surface. I was like, you're not doing the Great Barrier Reef. You're on the surface. I can see that's all I need to do. I'm close enough. <sighs> no, Ben's not. That is so funny. So I can see. <laughs> so, so Ben saw the Great Barrier Reef from the surface. Yeah. 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 That's you crazy. might as well have been in the plane, <laughs> to be fair. That's how it done it for me. That is hilarious. <laughs> for some reason, I just see Ben with like, the zinc on his nose. Like water, the water wings, the thing you're like, out of. You need the nose clip that yeah. keeps the water from yeah. going up yeah. his nose. There's kids swimming past you, what a pussy. Just so yeah. British to me. Yeah. Like, that's so, so British. British. Yeah, I don't know why. So like a Brit trying to come do a show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you experience. Well, you were also not great surfing, were you? All right, fucking hell. Surfing is tough. It's one of those things, especially if you're not used to paddling, you cramp up in your back and... Are you laughing at me? I can surf. That's I've not, caught waves that's before. That's the hardest bit is getting out. The hardest bit is the getting hardest, out for me. That is the hardest bit for I, sure. I have such a hard time paddling out. To stand up on the wave no, it's cause you've hard. only It's because you've only surfed on mouths and you cannot duck dive on a mouth. Yeah, it whatever, is near yeah. impossible. I, think, I guess that's true. That means that you could probably compete in the slowest yeah. swim <laughs> and, the, and the stiffest surf. Uh, yeah. Well, the best the part is like I went to Australia with Optimum Nutrition back in the day and they had us do... You know, the little kids, the little nippers is what they call their life-saving thing. And so on the weekends, the little kids go down there and they swim out. And they it's do a run, these, swim. Yeah, and they do these sprints in the sand where they try to, you know, take this, like, you know, capture the flag thing in the flags, sand. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we're going to have you guys swim today 600 meters in open water. And I'm like, the fuck? I, <laughs> I got about two, 300 meters out and I'm just... <laughs> Like, come get me in the lifeboat. So they picked me up in the lifeboat. And then the worst part is, like, I'm just going back, like, cheering everyone on. There's these little kids, and I'm just like, honestly, I really am. I would, I would love more than anything to be able to, to get good at swimming because I really do want to do an Ironman. But the thought of a, a 2.1 or 3.8. K swim. Okay, yeah. What is that in miles? Like, 2.1? 2.1, 2.2. The thought of doing that in open water is the most like terrifying, like send me to outer space before yeah. you, you do that because like that terrifies me. That's my excuse that we're mammals and that's why I don't swim. So yeah, it kind of holds up except yeah. for the whole whales, seals, yeah. otters. <laughs> don't talk about mammals with Steve. He'll freaking. <laughs> How was the biology? Like, mammalogy was one of my favorite. I always tell that to Morgan. Morgan hates my. I just love talking about all Steve things mammals. Steve will just Google random animals and he's telling me about it. I'm like, Sick. Well, sometimes well, I, I the last couple of weeks I've come to bed at like two AM because I've been watching honey badgers fight every animal on earth. And she's showing me like, 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 up soon. I'm like, yeah. Honestly, the other badgers. night it was like I'd gone to bed. I I go to bed at ten o'clock. Yeah. I will be in bed. Yeah, I don't care what time Ben comes up. Like yeah. you come up whenever. Yeah. It was like a month ago and I checked my clock and it was one AM. I was like, oh my God, where's it? Where, where, where like, is who, he? Who's this motherfucker? Do and I went downstairs <laughs> and he's on TikTok, like in a hole, just sat on the sofa watching Honey Badgers. Honey Badgers. Honey they badgers are vicious. Are vicious. Yeah. How, honey they Badgers are fuck rough. anything. Yeah. 
anything. Pound for pound, like them and then Wolverines in the U.S. are like pound for pound the meanest thing. A what? A Wolverine. That's, what, Hugh that's an actual thing. Do you guys not know a Wolverine no. is an actual animal? I thought that was Hugh Jackman. Do you know what it is? I've got a degree as well. Okay. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, Wolverine's an actual animal. It's not just a superhero on, you know, on X-Men. What's it look like? Kind of like a honey badger. Okay. <laughs> uh, but oh, who, who, rough, who would fuck more, the honey badger or the wolverine? I think the wolverine's a little bit bigger, yeah. but I, you know, both of them. I mean, they're they're the same family. Like they'd be like cousins. They would kind of look at each other. Honey badger's a little bit lower to the ground. Wolverines, like <laughs> bears, don't even mess with. Like oh, really? bears see a wolverine and they're like, nah, I'm not messing with that oh, thing. Oh my god! Speaking of bears, have you seen this video? We yeah. do get a lot of creepy, crawly, strange creatures Wait, in Australia. Oh, yeah. They're always small but mighty. I'm not good with anything like that. The, the, what is this? The Chinese or Japanese woman skiing. Oh, oh is this? I've and then there is the bear behind her. Yeah. So she's on Wait, the, is this the fake one? I don't know. One way she's skiing downhill. Yeah, I think it is fake. There's is one it? that's fake, then there's one that's real. The one that's real, I think, is in Romania. I think this one is. I think this is what the am fake I one because I remember her singing. Does she get killed? Because no. I can't no. watch it. So. She, I'm like, she doesn't know. This. I'm pretty sure this is the fake one. I hate to burst your bubble. Oh, baby, I'm going to burst my bubble. I've not burst this. I'm scared it's going to jump out. I'm not very no. good at no, jumping. No, it, it never gets yeah. her. It, it just stays the in the back in the fog right it, there. It'll be on the left here. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. oh. See that bear? Yeah, is but it? I don't... Oh, I she's it. in her own little world. Singing work by Rihanna. So, yeah. But it's in China? I don't know where it is. I don't think, I mean, if it was in Russia, yeah, I, I could see. I think Chinese but, woman. Oh. oh, no, that does it's look quite real. We need, we, need, we need to see it's if this one's real. I, I know the one that, there's one in like Romania yeah. or somewhere where yeah. people are getting it from the chairlift, and I know that one's real. This one, I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there. I think it's fake. Really? That's disappointed me. But. Because we saw it, and I'm pretty I, sure Steve went on a deep dive. Yeah. Yeah, it's fake. Is it? Sorry, yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen a shark? Yes, I have. Multiple. It, Great white. Not while I'm in the water mm. from up above. Not great white. Bull sharks. That would be I have scandal. seen great white. Really? I was in a cage. Steve did cage shark yeah. diving. Did you cage diving, yeah. That's something that would scare me. So I'm quite... got an obsession. Like a weird I mean, obsession with sharks now, like it is. I wouldn't yeah. say it's an obsession. I'm fascinated. Well, you'd be fascinated with the crocodiles too. Oh, oh, oh. Crocodiles we way scarier than what a, I would uh, rather be white. in. I am yeah. obsessed with looking at alligators and crocodiles. We went to Gatorland, didn't we? You didn't really when like we were in Florida. I mean, they were just kind of everywhere though. And I was a bit like, there was like a thousand of them. I was more so That's expecting. That's gators though. That they really are like that. They... It's really weird. You see there's a lot of gators together. Saltwater crocs will not be together. They are so territorial. They kill each other. They really? eat each yeah, other. A lot, a lot of people think like the American alligator and like saltwater crocodiles are the same. Like are, crocodiles are bigger, aren't they? Like are three bigger, times But they're also big. 10 times more terrifying. <clears throat> yeah. Like crocodiles. So I did a croc dive in Darwin, Australia. You go down in, in a glass. It's a glass cage. It's not a cage. So it's listen not even to a this. cage. It's just a like you're in this you're in this square. thing in and you get lowered. Think By Jurassic Park when they lower that deer into the velociraptor yeah. or the cow or whatever it is. So you're in this plastic you're in this plastic, you know, thick plastic thing that gets lowered. It has holes so water it's comes not, in yeah. and you go to about to your chest and, and there's then a the big croc, like line in the middle of the plastic. That you could like, if you were dumb enough, you could put your fingers. No, no, out. no it's just holes in the plastic. Well, that's the one I went into in Darwin. Um, are you really? Yeah, yeah, because more stuck out. No, straight up, this they fed it a chicken in front of my face, yeah, and the chicken exploded on my face. 
It was the most disgusting but thing ever. But the scary ever. thing is, is like if that chain breaks, you're either you're going down, you're going to suffocate, drown. Yeah. or, or you're, you're drown, or you're going to get out and get eaten by. Yeah. Because crocs will kill you, not because necessarily they're hungry, Cause just because they're, they're territorial. So they'll 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 kill you and go stash you underneath like a branch or something under, and they'll let you tenderize and then just slowly rip you apart. See, I wouldn't choose to do that. I also wouldn't shark cage dive for the exact same reason of the catch some of the captains the cage. And me going down and the shark joining me in the cage. I, I think where not, I was at, the cage was like attached really telly. securely to the mm-hmm. boat. Like, I, I know you see some sketchy ones where that's like on a chain and Have stuff, you seen the guy in the glass box? I yes. have. That's just dumb. Mm. That's just dumb. Yeah. A fucking shark <laughs> just goes straight but through the box. That's so dumb. So dumb. Like, the one that kills me, and, and I get like, you know, we paint sharks as these killers. And they're really, I think, not as as... I don't think we're on the menu as much as we think we are, but like these people in Hawaii that that swim <laughs> with the tiger sharks and then they just like push their nose away. Yeah, they do this. And too. they're just like, oh no, if you if a if a tiger shark is <laughs> approaching you, don't swim away. Look it in the eye, extend your arm, and forcefully yeah. push its nose away. I'm like, you extend your arm into its mouth. Yeah, like oh, yeah, that, its mouth those. is opening. No, but just push it away. And I'm like, you guys are gonna get someone killed. Yeah. But it's just crazy. Yeah, sharks, sharks and crocodiles definitely are the two to me that like. I have a have fascination a with crocodiles. I think they are fascinating because technically it is their home. So if humans and choose like to go into it. Yeah, yeah. That's they're like a problem. prehistoric animal. Yeah. It does look like the closest thing. It's like a dinosaur, doesn't it? Yeah. When you're up close. Literally closest thing to a dinosaur. I mean, in, in that northern part of Australia, people can't even get into the water up there. So like Great Barrier Reef, if you go to mainland Australia, just inland from the Great Where'd Barrier Reef. Where did you guys Reef, go from the, for the Great Barrier Reef? Cairns. Yeah. Cairns, and then we drove down to like Whitsundays, yeah. Fraser Island. Yep. I guess went down to Fraser. It's when I yeah. was supposed to come meet you, but then I couldn't. Yes, Brisbane. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. And then we, yeah. We locked ourselves out of the Locked ourselves out of accommodation. So like, in Cairns, like, you don't swim in the ocean in Cairns. You don't swim, like, eight hours Not even, like, me. put your feet in. Yeah, I mean, people do in certain areas and things they like that. They do in netted but areas, but every, it's super clear every week too. they have a reporting of, like, a croc inside yeah. the net. Oh, a crocodile. I'm not talking about sharks. No, we're no, talking no, no. about crocodiles. The crocs drag the sharks out. The sharks are not even, like, a problem up there. Yeah, you'll see a saltwater crocodile take down like a bull shark. Like, yeah. these things are next level. <laughs> I'm going to be YouTubing these when I get home. People told yeah. us not to go out in Cairns, didn't they? There was, yeah. yeah. Well, Cairns is it. There was a guy killed the other day, really? a fisherman. By a crocodile. Yeah. Not by a shark, it by took a croc. Him. In <gasps> the ocean. No, not even. In the river. Yeah. Just on the river bank. He was fishing on the river bank and it took him. Craziness. Yeah, so we chose to not live in Australia. <laughs> um, one of the qu- I'm pivoting completely away from crocodiles and yes. sharks oh, for a second. We so went, I apologize to everybody who's listening. That is my fascination. <laughs> and I'm doing a 360 to business. So technically we're still talking about water um, <laughs> because you guys have a business together. Yeah. And it's actually really interesting for us to be able to ask another like married couple about working together. Yeah. Because we've done it from the start. We've never not worked together. Like we worked together before we were even yeah. a couple. Okay. On the app you're saying? So yeah, yeah. we had the app before we were even together. I had, I had a business and then Lucy came and did work experience and that's how we met. And then really? Yeah, yeah. I, I never didn't left. know that. And then basically couldn't yeah. get rid of her so she stayed forever. Well, we met, we met the year previous but we're both with other people. Yeah. But there was like a weird chemistry. So we tried not to like talk because we were with other people but there was just this really intense chemistry between us so we tried not to talk and then I needed to do a work placement but I started my Lucy Davis fit and I was like, I need something relatively 
easy so I can still yeah, start my YouTube, put a lot start of time that, into that stuff. And yeah. do like my dissertation and exams and work uh, experience. And Ben was like, oh, just like, can I do my PT calls? He was like, just start online coaching with me. And then we literally broke up with our people, partners, and then literally got together straight away. And then I never left my work experience. Oh, wow. And then and we then started there, like the app together properly born. and podcasts wow. and everything from there. So we've always worked together. Bless your hearts. And it works really well for us. We have, we say we have a business relationship and like our personal relationship because we have very business heads where we're talking about very intricate things within the companies or doing this and doing that. And we don't argue. Like then we're very just... <laughs> What, we we debate about a lot of things and we can agree to disagree on a lot of things in business. Uh, but how is it for you two? Because you've got Apollo and Sage, mm-hmm. and which is more of a new company from your other yeah. um, companies. How is it working together? We're definitely not like you two. <laughs> we struggle working together. Well, I think it, it also stems from the fact that... We also you- just have a really big age gap as well. Like Steve knows a lot of things that I don't. <laughs> Hold on. There's a lot of things that you know and that you've experienced and that you've learned from right. that I have not done. And Morgan's that yet. like, I don't want you to tell me these things. I need to I learn myself. I want to go through them the hard yeah. way. And he's like, Why would you want to do that when I can help you not go through it to start with? And then it's kind of like back and forth. So little things like I ordered too much stock for Apollo and Sage one time because we were just selling out, selling out, selling out. Mm. And I was like, People are driving me insane, the amount of messages we're getting being like, this is so unfair, you never have enough stock. So I ordered, I broke down one order into two lots and I ordered similar stock for both. And for whatever reason, this drop didn't sell like the other one. So we didn't even need the restock. So now we're sitting on a lot more stock than what we usually would have. And for me, I'm like, okay, that's my fuck up. I need to just be content with having lower stock levels and selling out. Steve was like, it's always good to sell out. It's always mm-hmm. good to have less sell out and build up a thing for it. And in my head, obviously, just being kind of new to business in general, especially with clothing is like Steve had done like all of his lines with Gymshark before. Mm-hmm. He's done stuff before like that. So for me, it was a learning curve, but it took a big chunk of our profit, obviously, and like sitting on money right now for me to learn that. Mm-hmm. And he I, already knew that. But you know? I also will say this. We, we both come from more of the influencer side of things. So like we've never really the day-to-day business yeah. ins and outs. Like we've never. We have to learn that. Yeah. Both of us, like, you know, on, on my, on my app, I had a, a partner and it was more like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to do this, this, and this, here's your role. So I think that for, with you guys, you guys probably, um, are doing more of the business side of things with Apollo and Sage. We're, we're learning that we're, and, and it's going to continue to have to, to grow. But I think we're both more similar in that like, Hey, we're great at creating content, but like the day to day, like Morgan's actually great at staying on top of customer service, what the warehouse is doing. I'm, I would say I'm, I like more high level stuff. Like, Hey, what's the direction of, you Steve's know, where we want to go? Purpose, man. Mm-hmm. I'm more like details. Big picture production. Yeah. Yeah. Same. And yeah. that's, and that's kind of like, yeah, Hey, I'll, 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 I'll see where we want to go, but I'm not great at, you know, getting us there, steering the ship. So I think that's going to probably be the biggest thing for us moving forward is, is having our own, having our own space and then building out a team, building those systems in place. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest thing to scale a company I've seen is, is how, how do you scale properly and not overdo it, 
get people in the right. Cause as a business owner, you want to do everything. It's like your baby. You want to like, I, I know what I, how I want it done. So I want to do it. You can't do that if you want to scale properly and be able to grow and then be able to have enough energy to also do the content and everything. So it's, it's kind of like, Hey, do what I do best. And then know, realize that somebody is out there is better at, you know, maybe it is forecasting, yeah. you know, sales mm. or it's, um, the, the user experience on the website or customer service, you can't do it all. And that's kind of what we're going through right yeah. now. Well, you kind of pulled me more into the social influencer circle, didn't you? Because I was more in the business background yeah. a bit fast. Yeah. But I think like even with those things as well, no one's no one's born a business owner. Like even with people like you were mingling with yesterday, like George yeah. representing stuff. The only difference is a lot of times they've just failed more times than you have and they've got more things wrong. Yeah, they've just, they just pushed forward more times. Yeah, yeah, there's not a roadmap for you to to get there it's just yeah. feeling your way blindly with a stick sometimes and making yeah. the best that's so powerful i think that's like so you, powerful you is, is being okay to fail it's like yeah. I, I i don't like that like i i'm probably one of those peoples that overanalyze before i do something i analyze every decision and every outcome mm-hmm. and ultimately you're gonna fail anyways at things so it's just almost just start jumping into things fail fast and then be mobile Learn and quick. be able to pivot and go 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 and i think that you know like that's where jim shark Brought on Steve Hewitt back in the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. George has done that with Represent. They get to a place where, hey, they failed, they're successful. But let's bring on someone who has done it before. We will then learn from them. Mm-hmm. Eventually, they do have a exit strategy for that person. Um, but that that was obviously what Gymshark did with with Paul and Steve. And, yeah. and I still think, you know, Gymshark never would have been, you know, where they're at today without those guys. Yeah. But it's like life, isn't it? You never look into complete life it's an infinite game yeah. so as long as you don't pull out of it you're you're always going True. to be in yeah. it i think that's the thing that we we often get caught up, caught up with is comparing businesses with other people who've got businesses and right. how they got that trajectory so quick yeah but um i think as long as you keep going you've got no choice but to win because you're never going to fit the doing it it is that, i think that is probably the name of the game like ultimately and i've heard actors talk about this like you might you might see seth was it seth rogan that was talking about um, he was talking about actors that just stick with it. Like that, that is the biggest determining factor in yeah. success is just failing and doing it again. Like the guy who played Magneto and then in Lord of the Rings, he played yeah. Gandalf. Like what movie did you see that guy in before he was 65? Yeah. And I was like, shit, like you're right. Like that guy just basically mm-hmm. was an actor unheard of. Maybe he was in some obscure English show that I don't know about. But yeah, he's probably on yeah. the little ones prior to <laughs> downtown Abbey. Just kidding. Um, it's not even downtown. It's down. What is it? Down, downtown. Downtown. Downton. I always thought oh, it was downtown how, Abbey. Is it? is it downtown? Downtown. Downton. Yeah, downtown yeah. Abbey. I thought it was downtown. I always thought it was downtown. That's all I've heard. Like, yeah, but that is downtown that is so true. Abbey. Like that guy. That's a perfect example. Like just, just at don't the end quit. of the day, you're just not going to quit. Yeah. yeah. If you keep showing up. Keep being savage. People get pissed off. Keep failing and just getting up again. It's true. Can I do snack it out? You're gonna pull it out the fucking bag and yeah, but I can. Oh, I'm ready. Hit me. We got you some British snacks. <laughs> Are we I rating thought we them? were gonna do it. I mean, you can rate them out of seven. Out of, out of seven. Out of seven. Why seven. seven? Seven is the scale that we use, and it's one of our friends, Doctor Mike's <laughs> scale. Because if you say out of ten, yeah. a lot of people choose five because they can't pick and they're like just average. Whereas if you're seven, oh, I just want you to know I'm never a five out of ten gal. 
well, you're going to be more extreme. You're going to be nine or it's either going to be like a two. So this is out of seven. That's powerful. You can do seven. If there's orange chocolate Jaffa cakes in there, just throw them out already. Oh shoot! Okay. Okay. What's this? This looks like a. So, oh, the first scratching. one is pork pork scratching. Very British. Oh shit! Have you had pork I've scratching tried, before? Is this like pork rinds? It's I've like tried a pork, pork rinds. A traditional like ball snacky. Isn't nuts. it pork skin? Okay. Steve yeah, is gonna yeah. vomit. No, is no, it, is it the skin of a pig? It's pig balls. This is pork rinds. Yeah, we got these in the U.S. Yeah. Pig, pig pork test, rind. Pig, yep. Pork rind. We call them pork rinds. Not bad. I mean, they're not gonna be my go-to snack, but. So this is what. So say if you went to a pub, mm. this would they have. These. Out of seven, three. Me too. Three. Well, you're choosing three as well. Yeah. Hot damn. I like pork crackling. I think that's great. I, I love four. that. I'm like a five. Oh, yeah. My thing is that I like pork crackling when you've got the pork with it. Do they, do they know? Do you guys this do pork crackling? Like the, I assume mm, so. Yeah. Like pork 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 we don't really do that in the U.S. Pork crackling. You don't yeah. have to. Eat I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't choose. Hell's them. yeah! This looks good. Twiglets. Twiglets. Mm. I, I don't mean, know what's a twiglet. Twiglets. Twig. Twig. Twiglets are an acquired taste. Let's just look at them. Oven what's baked. I'm actually hungry, so this might be <laughs> skewed. Like I'm starving, so this might be. Oh no, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> what flavor are they? It's like vinegar. Yeah. Marmite. 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 Oh, that's I a problem. <laughs> I hate Marmite. Honestly, I, I legit thought it was like a Vegemite thing. You spit I it out? Fucking hate Marmite. Honestly, I'm sorry, they but taste like they've gone. The they've gone off. They taste like they've gone bad. Um, I don't hate a Twiglet. That's yeah. a two, two out of seven. Do not even compare Marmite to Vegemite. Two out of seven for sure. What do you What do you give it? What are they? Oh, a one. Iron brew. What is this? Ooh. Okay, so this is a Scottish. Brew. It's a Scottish traditional drink. How is it that drink. I've been to like England nonstop yeah. and I've never <laughs> had any these, of these. You never had these? No. no. So these, when I was in my childhood, you get these in glass bottles. Shit. In glass. Make sure it doesn't fizz on you. When you took the glass bottle back, you get the fair sure back and buy a new bottle. I'm gonna say it's about fizz on the pants. Oh, it smells good. Oh yeah, that's good. I'll give that a seven. I think it's quite American. Well, I think I don't really like iron bro. This this is the it almost sounds like cr a cream soda. It in tastes. The US. It does. It tastes it's, like a cream soda. It's a sugar-free version, so if you get the proper shit, like it's tastes better. I like this. This tastes I'll like give a it normal a five cream and a half soda. Five out of seven. Five. Respectable. Yeah. That is respectable. Mm. It's nice. It's not my. It would be my go-to. This is a very amount of my basket. So these are a little bit like monster you used to have these. You know, like hula, you ever had hula hoops? <laughs> nope. You, you kind of put them on your fingers, so that's how I do them Oh, anyway. burger rings? We call them burger rings. Bugles. Burger rings! Okay. Because I do know what a bugle is. You might the, have these were like on. primary school era for yeah. us. They... This is where you put this in your pack lunch. What's the flavor of that? Pickle. Yeah, these are exactly like burger rings in Australia. Yeah, these, but out these the orange, no. yeah. yeah, these are good. There you go. You Success lunch. Over. Do you know what I noticed when we went to Florida? The the stuff that is on the supermarket shelves is fucking crazy in America. <laughs> like Walmart. We went to Walmart because I've never been. I'd always in wanted Florida, to go. Walmart in Florida. Oh, yeah. you guys saw some freaking but it was like, doozies. Yeah. Some what? Like you could just buy like some doozies. Like some doozies of some humans yeah. right there. Like, oh, <laughs> Walmart in Florida, you'd see or some things, shit. Some things that should be like people. not yeah, yeah. sellable yeah. on the shelf. Mm. Like some of the stuff I was like, you can't like some of the cereals. Yeah. Yeah. 
Or like, or you Not buy a sandwich and it's like this big. They have yeah. no restriction. They have no food restriction on. But like, they should. We definitely obviously. should. <laughs> Because yeah. it's cool. it's, uh, we were really quite shocked. The amount of preservatives of the- and everything we use dyes in the U.S. It's like a lot of like so with op- with optimum nutrition and a lot of supplement companies, you have to do different formulations for the U.S. versus the U.K. versus EMEA, which is like Asia and Australia. It's all different formulations because the U.S. is definitely the most. You can put whatever you want yeah. there. Uh, no, I definitely, oh, no I definitely saw some large human beings in, in Walmart. The thing that, that was even worse was the amount of people that got kicked back from going on the rides because they were too big. That was something really? we did notice yeah, in lot. Florida. Yeah. Yeah. At the parks, they yeah. have, you can test if you could basically fit in mm. the ride mm-hmm. or you could get all the way to the end of the queue. And we went on a lot of rides, didn't we? Because we are those people. Yeah. Um, people would get turned back because they could, they didn't fit in the roller coaster. Yeah. And it's kind of like, and I they'd think be mad that's about it. the point. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really yeah, yeah. angry. They're getting kicked off. Yeah. And it's like, like, obviously more morbidly obese. It's not a healthy place I to th- be. I think that would be the point for me where, like, if there's a... There's well, a that's a, a, you reckon. That's a health thing. Yeah, like, yeah, that's how. The ride boy, though, physically a young, cannot... A, a young boy had to ride the ride on his own without his dad. Oh. I think that would be the point for me where I was like, I need, I need to lose weight. I need to make a change because it's now affecting my relationship with my son where I can't even do things anymore. You know who they say, like... They say, like, you are who you spend the most time with. That's why I don't go to Walmart. I don't ever want to be, like, any of those people. I can't go into Walmart because I'm just Sweetheart, worried. Sweetheart, going to Walmart once a week is not the same nope. as hanging it's out just with people osmosis. <laughs> you get used to that. Just the lighting in there is bad. You walk the aisles and it's just. I bought just, all of our, like, cupboard dividers from Walmart. Walmart is a great spot that has everything in one place. But I don't do my groceries there. Yeah. No. No. It just it just leaves me a shocked. Yeah, I just I, it makes it, me actually it's not sad. Even, it's not even just Walmart. They have that in every grocery store. They have it in every grocery. But Walmart's definitely the pinnacle yeah. of that. So yeah, I mean the Walmart culture just is one of those things. Again, it's like hey, we're gonna we're gonna mass produce things. We're gonna undercut you know prices and and it, it's just sad to see because I think it's it's not. Mm. It's, everything's just kind of what we're talking about. It's, it's not real. It's, mm. it's yeah. Because obviously every country has fast food. We have fast food here. But when we went to America and some of the restaurants we ate at, like the por- like the portion sizes, I've never, like, we went to the Cheesecake Factory. I think I was ill for like three days. Because like the, f- I don't know, it's the oil. Did you have the, the brown bread from Cheesecake Factory? No. You what? No. Brown bread. The it's brown the best bread part that of comes the cheesecake out before factory. the meal is they give you the like brown bread. They give you we fresh did. brown bread. Yeah, we did. There's well, a I can't remember because the my four cheese pasta yes. made me so ill. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it the was cheesy so. Pie, yeah. It was the whole thing was so intense. And yeah. It's just yeah. I was just probably quite had some sticky shit shocked. for days mm. afterwards. <laughs> Can't come home from the <laughs> U.S. without like, some sticky shits. How did you know? Sticky shits in the U.S. go hand in hand. I talk about people on this podcast a lot, don't I? So it's not an issue. I always talk about shit myself. The last thing that I just wanted to ask you about, Steve, before we sign off, is I think you put. I think you might put this on a video even yesterday. Yeah. Um, was about just I suppose the evolution of your health through fitness as well. You were um, onto it. That yeah, video like, went up like 10 hours ago. You're right. <laughs> I think the, the reason why I was looking at it as well was because I, not often, but I sometimes get my bloods done. Yep. And I I think I only first started having my bloods done because I blasted gear quite a lot when I was younger. Yep. yep. And I think your, the way that your bloods and test levels were measured a little bit different to okay. the UK because like all your nanomoles, like mine was like, not, when I got mine, it was like three nanomoles per deciliter in terms uh, of test. God, there was some comments on it talking about okay, that. Could it be a UK version yeah. of reading, that's all. So like here, like if we're reading nanomoles, it should be between like three to 
there in animals, but definitely is a normal range. Yeah. So I was at the very bottom when I got mine done. Gotcha. Um, and I was just wondering like what your goal now is with that and what you think's affected your different levels throughout your Okay, your yeah. This is a great question because I was actually on YouTube last night and there were some people like they didn't quite get what that video was talking about. So we did blood I work. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. You haven't watched like, it. You I were asleep. no freaking idea. So we, we did that as a way of like, I haven't got my blood work done in a while. And it really is kind of a, a, basically three things. I'm getting older at 38 years old. Definitely there's just, hey, lifestyle at 38 years old. B, environmental stuff from the past. And that is tra training hard over dieting for things, not ever taking a, a true like off season when you're traveling the world, going to 15 expos a year, trying to stay lean, um, doing it in a way that, again, is is somewhat unhealthy. Like for I didn't take uh, testosterone to my last Olympia. I had never taken any testosterone up until that point. But my testosterone was clinically low at that point from the over dieting. I was on thyroid medication because of that. Uh, and we're seeing studies now. Um, the best way to just ruin your metabolism is to train insane and then and then diet during the process of that. So you start looking at, you know, high level Olympic athletes or, you know, so it'd be interesting to test gymnasts um, after they get done competing, what their what their, you know, thyroid function is at. Um, but more importantly, looking at not just the big testosterone markers, free T, total T, thyroid, but also like the TSH, because obviously everything's a feedback loop. And what I was really trying to say in that video, which a lot of people missed, I think, is that the environmental factors of stress play a massive role. So allostatic stress um, is, is something that when you go through life changing things and there's stress tests that you can take, which take account like a new job, um, you know, a death in the family, something like COVID moving. And so within a three year period of my life, um, my baseline health changed so much because of the stress that I was dealing with, you know, lost a grandma, moved three times, was on the road for one of those years in 2021 or 2020, 2021. eight months in different time zones. Um, so my body just from circadian rhythms to hormones, most out of whack they've ever been. So for me, I tried to get my natural testosterone through enclomiphene, which is like Clomid, mm -hmm. but enclomiphene yeah. and HCG. Yeah. And I got up a little bit, but my free testosterone was still low. And the free testosterone really is what, what your body is able to use. And so that coupled with, uh, you know, a hypoactive thyroid or yeah, hypo. So an underactive thyroid, you know, has left me feeling like crap, really. So I think that we're getting into a day and age where, again, like some people are like, oh, this is from steroid abuse. And I was just like, what? Like you think like I, I stopped competing because I didn't want to take the five, six compounds that yeah. people were taking. Um, and so for me, yes, there was testosterone. Um, but it was always prescribed. It was always like, Hey, I went and, and got that done, tried to get it up naturally. But I think it's, it's more of like, Hey, I have to take a long, hard look at my life from age, from a training perspective with an autoimmune disorder, with a hypothyroidism lifestyle factors. Like, Hey, it's going to be about moving into a place that's home, having a, a home base. We don't have that right now. Maybe traveling a little bit less looking at, okay, now nutrition, sleep, all of these things that play a massive role in that. And it's a really, it's a, an approach that I have that 
I am no longer worried about how I look. I'm not competing. I don't, I don't care for YouTube videos, how it is. All I want to do is be in a, in a range where I feel healthy and, and, and looks eventually take care of care of themselves because if you're sleeping enough if you're training you know it might not be it might be cutting back on trading cutting back on how much hit cardio i do or whatnot or just training smart if i'm training for an, uh, a marathon i'm not going to be training five six days a week for for weights as yeah. well like you have to you have to have a give and take and i think that video a lot of people have been super positive about it because it's just a very real like you know real video that if you don't talk about it you will at some point in time in your life um, be unable to cope or unable to ignore it. And I think even from the mental health side of things with us being a, apart for so long um, and, and, and living in a space where like what you want reality to be and what your reality is when there's two different things, there's internal conflict that goes on that wears on you and it becomes chronic. And when it becomes chronic, it does things physically that now is it's like, okay, you need to do something to help reset this. Your feedback loops are so out of whack that you have to, you know, get the blood work done um, and, and do certain things to make sure that you are, whether it's resting from the gym, getting, getting a handle on, on your health. And it, it's a, it's a full 360 approach. It's not just from, you know, dieting or medication or, Whatever it is, it's it's therapy, it's everything. I think people don't understand the real impact of stress. I think we definitely do because you you almost almost had surgery through stress, didn't you? Because she well, kind of did. Yeah, it was it was re yeah. It, this was like five years ago. We only just got together. God bless your soul. I wasn't good to deal with. <laughs> um, I've always had like generalized anxiety. Yep. I kind of from like being a young swimmer, a lot of pressure and like eating disorders, and it's all just always felt the pressure, and I worry a lot. I still do now. I have therapy. It's great. Love it. Um, but like five five or so years ago, I just lived with stomach pain. Mm. And we thought, you know, endometriosis, mm. inflammatory bowel, like yeah, anything yeah. would have been like that. Ended up going to like consultants. <clears throat> and then they put me forward. I went private in the end because they didn't know what right. it was. And they put me forward for this like surgery where they go in through your belly button. They have like cameras. They look around. And then I was like, okay, what is it? Is it endometriosis? Like, what, what's the issue? Is it like IBS? Ulcer. Um, yeah, let, let me know so I can move on. And like, oh no, your bowel's just a little bit red. So try this specific diet. And I was like, oh my God, it's definitely not my food. I think I'd know if I had like an, a right. severe intolerance. Because yeah. I didn't blow. It wasn't IBS. It's not, it was just, the pain so was- they thought it was like an allergy or something. An allergy something. or like endometriosis gotcha. or okay. something like that. It yeah. would have made sense but there was nothing wrong in that front. Did this diet for like three months. Then Ben said, you're, you're very anxious. Like you have anxiety. I was like, yeah, I do. Your gut and your bowel are very, very correlated. And the pain that I was having was because of anxiety. Mm. So then I started CBT mm -hmm. therapy, even just speaking about it in general and realizing, right. oh, stress can mm. cause that. And then I've known since, so when I get really stressed or really, really bad anxiety, I'll get stomach pains. And I'm like, oh, that's fine because I know exactly you know what, what it is. is yeah. And I it's know not how like a to do freak out. It wasn't like endometriosis or anything <clears> like that. <throat> but it was so interesting that they didn't have a fucking clue what it was. Right. Like they not wasn't even suggested that it could be like a mental health thing or it could be stress. Again, it's just them overlooking yeah. the impact that that can mm -hmm. actually have. Mm -hmm. So it does like it's stress so impacts yeah. your body. And once yeah, once you once you know, like, hey, this because everyone operates at kind of a different norm. And I think it's just like a muscle or anything mm. else. We have self-control. We have like the more like the, the coping mechanisms that we have. How are we dealing with stress? I think that that's something that, uh, again, 
young kids, especially young males, just think it's like, hey, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to eat. Like stress is this made up thing. Get over it, yeah. Um, And I do think that, especially for males, getting back to we're either building or destroying. When we were apart, like I was so self-destructive because I, I didn't have a purpose. My purpose was trying to get my wife into the country. Without a purpose, I was like, the gym didn't matter. And so I was my only, my, my really, my only, I would say coping mechanism was going out onto the golf course and just hitting balls. It was mm. therapeutic because I, like, I would be out there for three, four hours because it was the only thing that took 100%. It was like obsessive because yeah, it, it was it just, took, yeah. I, I couldn't think about anything else. Uh, also was diagnosed it was like a with, numa. Was mm. with adult onset ADHD. Could not like just, but part of it was that anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, where when I, when I take, you know, like right now I'll take a half Maybe three or four times a day, or not three or four, three or four times a, a week. week. <laughs> I'll take, uh, you know, like an, an ADHD, an Adderall yeah. type. And what it does for me is it allows me to focus and it actually puts me in such a better place mentally that it allows me to be like, okay, this doesn't matter. This mm. does matter. Like to prioritize things and then actually go, I'm going to get this finished today. He finishes it and goes on to the next mm-hmm. thing because it's like, Mere impossible on a normal day for him to do that. He's like, I'll do a little bit of this, 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 this. I get overwhelmed. Something yeah. else pops up and he's like, oh, shit, got to go do that. But then he forgets about what he was doing and it's just like all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I kind of call it, you know, paralysis by analysis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll kind of sit there like, oh, my gosh, I got this. Rather than just start, you might fail. Yeah. And, and that's where I think for, for me <laughs> being able to talk about that has been massive. Because honestly, there's been times with Morgan being oh, where I'm like, I'm just going to retire. I'm just done. Just done with YouTube, done with social media. But I think it's also because like my purpose used to be bodybuilding, used to be shows, used to be – that's no longer my purpose. You got anymore. a new identity as well. And, yeah, and realizing it is like, hey, like I, I want to be someone, whether it's the podcast that, that you know we'll be starting that is ultimately – a source of health, but in a 360 approach. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's coming from a place where, you know, as a biology psychology major, like, I, I think that there's a massive space for, you have the Jordan Peterson type people that are so good from a psychological standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like I watch him and he's powerful, he's mm-hmm. emotional, he's raw. And then you have, you know, other, other guys that are, are, are solely, you know, physical, um, in, with their podcast talking about, you know, Andrew Huberman optimizations yeah. and things like that. And then you have someone like even like a Bradley Martin, who's just so like ego, men, macho, mm. like and there's a there there is a space in there that you can kind of do a little bit of everything um, that is not, you know, it, it's it, it, it's it's a way, I think, for men to kind of, I think, um, realize it's OK to, you know, have these issues and mm. talk about these things. But really, what is the point? Like, do you have a purpose at the end of the day? And the purpose can't be oh, I just want to be big, jacked lift chicks up on my bar or yeah. like like that that's not a purpose in life stuff, yeah. yeah it's like what is your what is your deep down purpose in, in life and i think once you kind of identify that then you can be like okay now i'm in growth mode now i want to build something and i think as we as men when we realize what that is it's so powerful because we put our heart and soul into that mm-hmm. um when you have purpose behind what it is that you are doing that gold with a focus is powerful a really good book uh i don't know if you've read it already essentialism okay that's really good it's all about like I've yeah. I, I've read it three times and every time I read it I end up been in half my wardrobe end up taking out half my tasks out my diary. Yeah. It's about like prioritizing that time back and taking tasks out that if you take took them out you get more time back and you don't really um, 
give up anything in terms of impact. Yeah. It's just things that have always been in there and you continue to do it because it's habit, not because it drives results. Yeah. That's a really cool book. Um, but yeah, thank you both for, for jumping on the podcast. It's been a pleasure having you. Um, you have got some more classes over the UK yeah. the next couple of weeks. Yeah, there's no tickets left though. Okay, I was trying to plug people into the, you are not the, coming. To the honey but, pot, um, whatever. So. Where can yeah. people find both of you? Instagram, Morgan Rose Maroney, Steve Cook. Yeah, just mine, Steve Cook. YouTube. I think we should do a, maybe a meetup in London. I was <clears> we should that. totally do that. Just to, like I think that that's. Well, you should totally do that because I've got a thousand things. Oh, that's to do true. <laughs> I, I still think the best way at the end of the day is p- to build a brand is just getting in front of people yeah. and like personally. You guys are the same. Like face to face is just best. Yeah. So much better. I love that. Especially since COVID, I think everyone's yeah. realized the human element to the thing. That, yeah, that was really how I built a now. brand at the end of the day. I just traveled fifteen times a year and just met people, yeah. took pictures, and like it's hard, but I think it separates people that are influencers and can like you know be you always get those people online that you follow but you get them in person and they're totally different it it separates the real deal from people that are just pretending yeah everyone listening they're exactly the same online (laughs) they are in real life they're the best (laughs) realist Um, but no thank you so much it was a pleasure thanks thanks for having us thank you for the treats